Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Konnichi fucking was. What the fuck? Show the shiki, baby. I don't even know how to follow up to that. Like, I want to follow up to that, but I'm like, respect the Japanese. There we yeah, go. Really, uh, we, see, they, they make you humble. We make you humble here today. We make you humble, yes. We we, we, we give you cabo cuts, we break your backs, and we make you humble. Fuck the Hulk Hogan. Welcome to the Iron Sheik Memorial episode. I'm talking to Keiki, everybody. Definitely not, but... Yo, Chris, how's it going? Welcome. What up? But yeah, uh, we're recording early this week because I'm going to Long Island starting tomorrow, and he's going to be busy over the weekend as well. Yes, we have lives. We're uh, not your normal otakus that are virgins and have no lives. Uh, originally, it was going to be like a half hour to an hour thinking about just the movies but i did nothing this weekend except watch anime and wrestling so i'm completely fucking caught up on the day with no like stress or nothing it was clutch it was so good i'm so caught up i started watching attack on titan again that's how caught up i was that i was able to go back and keep on going I'm on season 3.1, basically. Uh, I'm at 8 out of 12 episodes for the first half of season. Yep, so because of this, we're able to do an actual show. Um, we are There are stuff we're not going to be able to cover, like three shows together and two of mine solo, because they air tomorrow and the following day. So but those great, be that means you get to save time on listening to us. Yep. We'll and, cover that yeah. anyway with a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that won't be long, though. <laughs> I disagree. I would like to talk about the movie very much. All right, we get well, I enjoyed the movie far more than you or Starman. Therefore, right, we'll, 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 like we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We, we don't need to recap it. We are, but we are going to review it properly. Talk yeah. about the two different ways to watch it and what's the correct way to watch it. Hi, Sonotori Makun. 
But on that, what's going on, Ethan? I've had a fucking rough day. I, I had a rough. Yeah, with the cat. <laughs> Not some other shit too, man. Like fucking work was work was a drag. I might have fucked up on something that I got to review tomorrow. No shit. Um, personal issues with this chick that I haven't told anybody about, and then fucking uh, the cat. Yeah, I adopted my uh, my best friend's cat because she doesn't have the temperament and doesn't have the time to love the cat the way it needs to be so i decided to do it but the first thing that needed to be done was it needed to be fixed so i fixed it and this bitch is miserable first off she's miserable anyway because i took her from her home yesterday tried petting her i ended up with scratches all over my hands because she was not fucking with me like i've never been around a cat that hissed so much like you would think like i had a fucking like i was gonna like like sacrifice her for fucking chinese dinner that's how much oh, it, I was like gonna fucking like hurt her, and I'm like, no, it's okay, baby, it's okay. It's a little, I can't say it's a little girl. She's two years, ten months. Her name's Hinata, named after the 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 chick from Naruto. Um, nice, lovely little cat, and so she got fixed today. And so, brief story. Um, I get, I pick her up from the from the place, and they're like, hey, listen, you have to keep her in the cage, uh, the little carrier, keep her in the carrier until eight p.m. Let her out. Let her, you know, rest, do what she needs to do. Give her a little bit of food. If she doesn't eat overnight, that's fine. Just monitor her, make sure she doesn't go rambunctious or anything crazy. No problem, right? So I bring her, home, I bring her home, put her back in the, uh, in the, uh, the bathroom because we're doing the whole seven day fucking seclusion thing with the cat, right? My cat, so can't keep right. with each other. Which is funny. This morning when I went to, uh, when I, I was like, hey, Shadow, here's your new fucking girlfriend. <laughs> the both of them. Uh, ah, fuck. Here we go. Like, yeah. So I bring her uh, back in, and I just hear her just like, like trying. She's trying to escape. She she wants out, and I'm like, I gotta keep you until late. And I was like, I feel bad. So I bring the cat onto the bed, and I'm like, I'm gonna try and pet you, so you feel a little better. And all of a sudden, I look inside the cage, and it's a pool of fucking blood, because she's fucking just maneuvering, trying to escape, trying to get around. So she's exacerbating herself, and there's just blood pooling inside of the carrier. I was like, son of a bitch. So it got on my fucking mattress cover. I have that in the wash right now. And I was like, fuck. So I took it out. I She leapt out of the cage immediately and just lay down on the cold tile. There's blood everywhere. I found out she took a little bit of a shit in the corner of the thing. Like, it was rough. And I was like, son of a bitch. Not, was not having a good day. No. And I'm looking on the floor. I'm like, yo, is it, like, dripping? Like, is there, like, droplets? Or is it, like, fucking pooling? Like, like Jesus, did I did the, the cat Eddie Guerrero itself? Like, what the fuck is going on? Love it. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I panicked. I fucking I can't call the office because the office is closed, but they have Facebook Messenger. So I Facebook messaged them in panic. And like the more I said, you know, I said I sat down with her. Yeah, tried to fucking like pet her. Same thing. <laughs> like she is she is ultimately fucking pissed at me. But She's okay right now. The, like I said, the, the, the blood wasn't dripping. It wasn't droplets of blood. It was just, you know, I guess in that moment because she fucking exacerbated herself. You know, I, I was able to pet her for a while without her fucking, uh, without her um, hissing or growling at me. Um, I tried to pet her body. Then she started growling. I'm like, okay, no problem. We'll stick to the head. No problem, girl. We'll stick to the head. Pet her head. And she just looks so miserable because she's not in her home anymore. She's not around that environment she's not she's just in this unfamiliar area and I, I put everything in there she's got her food she doesn't have any toys and she can't play with the toys anyway um i put her catchery in there and so she found solace in going inside the little cubby inside her uh inside the catchery and so I, that's where i left her she's chilling right now um i'll check on her once we get done with the podcast and hopefully she's still breathing and yeah. uh please <laughs> yes that would suck to have adopted the cat and it died the next day 
or that night. That would definitely suck. But no, um, so I'm it's gonna be awkward because like I'm doing a music festival on Friday and Saturday. And so it's like I'm not gonna be home at all Friday or Saturday, in essence. I'm just coming home to sleep and then well, check. Hopefully, hopefully you'll be fine by tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. So we'll see. Um yeah, I got a little bit of a uh situation, like I said, with the baby, the uh the cat. So right. it'll be good. And then the plan is basically we'll leave her in the bathroom until Sunday when I'm back home. I'll let her out and I'll lock Shadow in there. And Shadow's gonna be furious at me because he doesn't like yep. being secluded. So that's gonna suck all the dicks in the world. Um, and I'll leave him in there for about 48 hours. And then on Tuesday, when I go back to work, because I'm off Monday, I took Monday off, and I was like, I just want to breathe her. Um, on Tuesday, when I get back, we'll let them loose and pray to the gods that they don't fucking tear each other apart. Sounds good. But but yeah, she's doing okay now though, like no blood right now, or not that I could tell. Like she's a white cat. Like, so literally, like if you look at the bottom, it looks like she like committed murder. <laughs> And yeah, I can't so, clean yeah. her. I can't clean her. I can't look at the incision because the, the doctor's like, well, can you check the incision? I was like, I can't. She's aggressive. Like, I'm going to lose my hand if I try to flip her over. Like, it is not happening. And I mean, well, so yeah, just keep an eye on it. Basically. Uh, All righty. But yeah, uh, again, guys, we're not going to have a lot to talk about, but we will. We do have plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, two shows came back. So we're going to be talking about those. Indeed. And I got two finales next week. So. Ooh la la! I have so one. Two, and we have yeah. one together. We have one yeah, together. we have one, and then Record of Kings will end also. So yeah, perfect. Yep. So I have two less shows to watch. <laughs> That's fucking tits. That'll make it. That'll make it a little bit easy. Sonotorias. Sonotorias. And then we'll have Demon Slayer after that. <laughs> yes, and then we'll have a whole slew of them finishing. Yep. Like you said Dead, uh Gundam won't finish till late. Yeah, uh, um, the, the ones that are gonna be late is Gundam, Insomniacs, and I think Oshii. one or two more. Oh, she uh, will be like the week before, but yeah. Oh, okay. oh and Dead Mouth for me. Or us, Dead Mouth definitely. Uh, Dead Mouth, and I think Mashal. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Right. yeah, that'd be it. All right, uh, let's get to it. A uh, couple of news, not a lot. Uh, Press of Tennis is getting a sequel in 2024. Uh, U17 World Cup. Uh, I know, I know, this is a popular tennis series manga. It used to be on Toonami. I watched a little bit of it, but. It was just randomly on, and I didn't feel like changing the channel type of thing. Okay. So, yeah. So if you're into tennis, you got you got another series. I've, I don't know what the, one of the last ones was outside of that. Best tennis player is the trap. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, from uh, yeah, Origara. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the new manga Dead Rock by Hiro Mashima is debuting in July. He's also serializing other. He's one that does Eden Zero. Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest. So it looks like this, looks like the same art style just by looking at it. Uh, word, I'm probably not going to read it honestly. So if he's going to spoil you on uh, Dynamite, he's who? JP. He's like I'm. He's like he's like I think well, a title change is coming because it's the opening match. I know, and, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to meet that conversation because I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I said we'll catch it later, dude. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, Orange yeah. Cassidy opens the show. Surprise, surprise, huh? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Wouldn't you know who won the pony? No, in all seriousness, Orange Cassidy has really got me. Uh, like, I can't say I'm a fan of his, but I hate him far less. I don't have a hatred. It just it just gets stale all the time. Like, it feels like he's trying too hard to get him. Well, he's doing what TK wants him to do. I know. He... I'll take him over Garcia and Yuta, but still, I like Garcia. He's just okay. Mm, I don't like. I'll take, I don't. I'll take Danny I don't... Garcia over fucking. Uh... 
over Orange Cassidy any day. I, I, I don't like him with Jericho. I don't either. Well, I agree 1000%. Yeah, like if, if he was by himself and not with, you know, like 2.0, like you should just, they should just send, send him to fucking send Danny Garcia over to fucking Ring of Honor, let him be the pure champion. Yeah. If you get it off Shibata, it'll be good. That would be, that, that would be nice. Yeah, he fits, it, yeah. it works. Anyway, continue with your news. Sorry. Anyway, uh, one more news. Um, a condition called Love is getting a TV anime in 24, so it's gonna be one of our rom coms that we will be watching next year. I read that it's a good, uh, good manga. I saw that this morning when I was reading Crunchyroll news. But yeah, I already added to by notify me when it starts list. So, so yeah, uh, yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, that one I would probably definitely watch. Yes. We should include in our news that about Iron Sheik since we fucking opened up and joked. Yeah, uh, yeah, Iron Sheik passed away at 81. Rest in peace, Sheiky baby. Yeah, rest in peace, Sheiky baby. Uh, I'm gonna miss those tweets. Fuck the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, uh, I, I really wish that was his last tweet, but that no, was the fuck the uh, fire. <laughs> fuck the fire. No, the there's a there's a wildfire. Yeah, the Canadian Canada. fires. Are you guys yeah, yeah. Uh, are you guys getting it? Uh, we had it. Mostly effect that's a couple of days ago. Not so much now. Yeah, not so much now. It's mostly in New York, Long Island. Yeah, my so um... I'm definitely gonna have that tomorrow. Oh yeah, you're gonna be fucking choking. Oh yeah. That's gonna but, suck. Bro. Yeah, that's, that is gonna suck. Back to COVID masks for your own safety. Yeah, probably. Uh, I guess yeah, mom's doing shit. <laughs> yeah, and you're not gonna help anything. Yet. Yep. Uh but anyway, that's it for the news. Uh get to get to your shit. No, sir, you get to your shit because it's two and two. You go first this time. No, no, we gotta keep the season rolling. No, this. we changing it up a little bit. Let you go. Cause it's the only time you get to go this season. You haven't gone in two seasons first anyway. All right. Might fine. as well go first this time, cocksucker. Fine, fine. All right. I'm go I'm starting with skip and loafer because I only got two because the rest are tomorrow next day. Yeah, skip and fucking go ahead, sir. Yep. Fucking hold on. Currently been breathing that in all day. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait to read that in when I go down tomorrow. But yeah, uh, picked up where left off. Uh, uh, Culture Festival, uh, the class with uh, Mitsumi and Sosuke is they're doing a play, a musical play. Indeed. So Sosuke, not happy. Former child actor doesn't want wants nothing to do with it anymore. But he can't tell the classmates that, and they gave him the main lead of this musical. Of course. So it's like. He's like, I'm always the guy that says yes. Like, I kind of cannot fuck. But of course. But was like, so he's like, sure. <laughs> but Mitsumi sees this, like, in his face, like, the tone of his voice. But Mitsumi is not really a part of it, like, because she's part of the student council. So she has to organize everything. Hi. So, yeah, so she's, so she's not a part of the play, even though Parker really wants to. Uh, they basically get all set up. You see the rehearsals. Um, a little bit of backstory with uh, Sosuke, but he's talking to his former child, child actor friend. These nuts. No, it's not. Them titties. I'll call him Chris. I think it's Chris. We'll call him Chris. Oh, how convenient. We'll call him Chris. But yeah, uh, but yeah, they're like talking at a cafe, and he does talk about Sosuke, like how much he has changed, even though one of the other former child actors, the girl, told him like she that he doesn't deserve happiness. What a bitch. Well, we don't know why. We don't know what he did. Bitch. You know what I love in Japanese? I said, what a bitch, right? And yeah. it's like, they always like they say, like, you damn girl. The only time they ever hear the word bitch is, like, when you're talking about a slut. You see the word, like, oh, in the caption, like, you slut. And it says, gonna bitchy. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, bitch equals slut in Japanese. All right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that happens. 
like he's talking to his friend. He's like, I guess he feels better, but not really. But it's just nice someone to talk to. Uh, the people that are running the play at the rehearsal, they say like they realize that they they have some they got a custom time, but they don't know what to cut. So uh, Mitsumi offers to help because she wants to be involved. She wants to feel helpful. Mm. And says, "Okay, so if you watch this, can you tell us what we can cut? That type of thing." You go, "Oh yeah, sure, I can do that." They're all thankful, reliable. Like, oh, how reliable! Mm-hmm. The next day, she didn't because mm. she's so overworked. She passed out mm. when she was about to watch it. So she's like, "Ah, shit!" So, but she was, uh, but she told them. She actually apologized. Like, "Oh, don't worry about it." But she was still gonna, like, gonna watch like during lunch break and stuff like that. Right. So okay, so she's gonna do that. Uh, after there was more rehearsal, Sosuke is on his break mm. and he hears the two girls talking shit about her. Oh, so it's like, like, why was she like, why is she agreed to do it? If she did, wasn't going to do it, all that type of thing. Right. And yeah. And yeah, Sosuke heard all this. And then eventually Mitsumi heard this. Mm. So she's a little bit upset about it. So now Sosuke sees this and he tries to cheer up like how she did to try to cheer him up last week. Right. So he's like, so he offered, uh, hey, like a drink at the vending machine type of thing. And in his head, he's like telling her, like he's saying about her that she shouldn't be here, like in Tokyo, involved with like politics when she she gets older. Like she should just be back where she grew up, like the country life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like because of how people can be in the city. Mm hmm. And he like thinks that she can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Like he's like thinking, she's like he's thinking about her. It's just it's just how he's saying it, right? But um, so while it's going, he's like trying to cheer her up, and she she talks about how like, she did watch the video eventually, so she knows what. Because that's fake. When she was about to go to them before they mm-hmm. were talking shit about her, she had mm-hmm. the phone like, "All right, I'm ready to talk about." Mm-hmm. Right, that's right, Star Man. <laughs> What's up, Star Man? What's up, Star? But yeah, this is where she, to me, she she is done talking. She's like, ah, oh, I see. Not well, okay, I guess fuck me. But oh yeah, that'll happen. Basically, yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Oh. <laughs> fuck but, me like uh, a paralegal, so, pal. No, no paralegals. No illegal paralegal, pal. So, um, but yeah, so Sosuke talks to me to me. He's like, hey, so you want to practice and then they're gonna dance with me, type of thing. No, like, like rehearse with me, basically. And me to me, yeah, she's not the great, she's not a great singer, but they do it anyway. She doesn't, she doesn't know all the lines of it, but she's like trying her best. She, she got the first part. She's like, oh, something, something, something like that. I try to match the tone at least, but they were laughing it off. Oh, me to me felt better, and she looked before she's about to go tell the girls, like, hey, I got the thing. I'm going to tell you what's up. Mm-hmm. She looked at like, I, I like all this because basically, no matter how much. I get knocked down. I always get back up. That's how I learn. That's how I grow. I face everything head on. And that connected to Sosuke because that was how he was when he was before. He's like this mopey all about like hiding himself. Mm -hmm. And we get a little flashback with like the mom. Uh, We don't know what happened. Like either like they're they're in debt. I don't know if she was actually had a pregnancy or something like that. Mm hmm. Because again, the whole acting was his mom's idea, and like something during that, like made them like disconnect a right. little bit more. Right. 
And then we get a little flash forward a bit, like the count on the days for the play. It's time for as time for the show, which will be the next episode. And at, as it's about to end, you see Sosuke's mom at home, and she found the flyer about the play. Oh, that he's in. Oh, so I wonder what's going to happen with that. Hi, son. I've got the camcorder. No, I I don't know if she's gonna like make him not do it. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm. It's gonna be an interesting conversation when they do get to it. But overall, great episode. I love that Sosuke returned the favor of Chuna meets me, and how meets me is still optimistic about everything. And she did talk to the girls. She did yeah. give them the advice for the cut in, and it did help. So all is well. Yeah. They just. You know, in a way, that kind of reminds me of what we're going to talk about later with Insomniacs when uh, uh, Ganta talks about his father. And right. Like, well, yeah, we'll get a bit to of that. disconnect there. We'll get to it later, but that just reminded me of like, oh, there's a parallel somewhere to that. Alrighty. Now, the last one for me, Vinland. All right. This is another tremendous episode. Uh, basically, it starts off with Torfin taking the hits. They're like 15, 16. Like oh, so they jump from three to 15. Okay. But I said, but like, like he only took the one hit last episode. This one's like, it's like it's been going on, and Aner sees this. He he really can't do anything. He doesn't. Want, he can't step in. Um, Omar and Snake come over, and they're like, "What the hell's going on?" And they see Torfin taking the hits, and then Snake tries to jump in, but Aner like grabs it, like it stops, like no, don't, like this is what he wants because he wants an audience with King Canute, mm-hmm. and. Snake and Omar are like, why is he doing this for the farm? Like, taking all these hits. But Snake notices the reason why he's still standing because he's shifting his body as he takes the hits to not make it hurt as much. So mm-hmm. it's not like a full impact. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's be able to still stand and take the hits. Mm-hmm. But he eventually got caught off guard when he saw Snake and he took a full direct hit from the punch. Mm-hmm. He's down. Torfin's down. Oof. He took 32 hits so far. So it looks like he's knocked out. And uh, Aner, Snake, they want to go check up on him. While the guy's collecting the money from the bets, Torfing slowly gets up. And he's like, hey, I'm not done. He's like, I got 68 more hits to go. You're hitting like a bitch. Oh. Like, I, yeah, he, he like called about it. Like, like, people are waiting for me. So I don't, I don't, don't, do not waste my time. Okay, Cody Rhodes. See? Yes. 68 more to go. Let's go. <laughs> as he spits out the uh, two teeth from getting punched in the face. And they get to the 90s, 97, 98, 99, 100. His face is all bruised. He's like, he's like you, could not, you, can't, you can hardly recognize him from all the beatings he took. Yeah. But everyone is just astonished. That By God, him. King, he looks yeah. like he's, his face is made of hamburger meat. Basically, yeah. He's like... They're like astonished that he took those 100 hits. The guy that was being the I'm a real nigga, him. motherfucker. Basically, what? yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> and then he, the guy <laughs> apologized to Torfin. It's like, I'm sorry I ever doubted you and all that. And he looked at him and was like, Torfin, master race. He's like, so like, what? He's like, why? Oh, hell. Yeah, basically. And then Snake says, why didn't, well, sorry, not Snake, uh, Wolf. One of I thought the, you said Sting. Do... I was like, oh, we're really wanting no. to wrestle right now. No, Sting. no, no. No, uh, Wolf, he taught, he went up to Torfin's, like, I'll give you an audience with the cane, but why didn't you knock it down? Because you could have done it easily. Mm-hmm. And Torfin talked about, I just met you guys. You guys are not my enemies. It's mm-hmm. something that his father said, I have no enemies. <laughs> mm hmm. 
So why should I be killing people I do not know? Mm-hmm. And he's like talking about like how all this all this could have been handled peacefully, but you guys didn't even try because you relied on your swords right away. And it just everyone was just thinking about it. Even um Omar, like he it really connected to him, but the whole not having enemies and like how it could have been handled a different way, but people chose not. So he eventually gets an audience with Canute. Canute's right there. They're finally reunited after four years. That's where we find out how long it's been since a whole Donald Trump presidency. Yep, basically. Um, Canute, they they did a little bit of small talk. He talked about, you must hate me for making you a slave when when I did. Mm -hmm. And then Topher talked about how much he learned from being a slave, and he apologized for for giving him the scar on on Canute's face. Mm Mm-hmm. And Wolf looked at him and was like, that was him. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he did it. He got to the king. Mm-hmm. So, Canute's like, what do you want? And then Tora says, I want you to leave the farm. And Canute says, It's like, like, I have to be here. Like, this is what I have to do. Like, to show, like, he wants to show his strength. He believes he's the one that unites Vikings and all this for world peace and if he has to destroy a few villages to get to happen so be it he's like talking about speed like like he's like he's like this god of the vikings like he can make the waves stop with the sound of his voice and he like had his arm out like telling the waves to stop but mm-hmm. eventually does like like do you know who controls everything it's god like because again it's a christianity <laughs> mm-hmm so like everything is controlled is controlled by God. You think God wanted everything to be peaceful? No, that's us. We're doing that. And then Aner spoke up and I talked about like what a bunch of bullshit because all you're doing is killing. You get rid of the lower class people, people that are not you, just mm-hmm. to achieve your goal. So what about those people that make like the farms? All like you don't even know how, like what they go through. You don't know any of that. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's like talking down to the king. He's about to go there to go punch him. But Torfin like held him back, like, no, do not do that. You will die, basically. Mm-hmm. And then Canute's like, so what do you want me to do about it then? Like, I'm not leaving. And the only way I'm going to leave is if you're going to kill me. If a hunter hits can kill me, you ain't gonna kill me, bitch. Basically, and then you see his army starting to slowly surround Torfin and her. So it's like, so what are you gonna do now? Because I, if you want to leave, you got to kill me, but can you even get to me? Mm-hmm. Because they'll kill you before you may even make a step, basically. So we get that cliffhanger. It's like, motherfuckers. <laughs> and there's two more. <laughs> so, judging by the preview, it's going to be settled then. Mm-hmm. Just, I wonder how they'll animate it. I wonder how they'll do it. I can't wait. I love this episode. Alright, your turn. Alright. My two are not nearly as exciting, but nonetheless. Um, we'll start off with Rayliana. Uh, Rayliana this week was fairly interesting. I will be frank. I don't remember why they're going over to this like uh, this holy temple. But Rayliana basically is going to a holy temple. And so the episode starts off. She arrives at the holy temple. They tell her a little bit about the holy temple. They mention a, a living legend, a godlike figure. And in her head, she's basically like picturing like some old Zeus looking motherfucker. Right. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to meet him. Fast forward. Um, she gets in like some like traditional gown or whatever. And they're like, oh, you have to take this purification 
food basically right and um it's fucking green gruel that's like fucking like uh like steaming fucking bubbling like it looks like it looks like the food that uh Shion makes in fucking uh that time i got reincarnated Noah caught the biggest beast <laughs> yes noah did catch the biggest beast and that was last week's episode though Matt. uh sean Starman. yeah but in any case um yeah so uh Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. You're right. Thank you. No, I get it now. You're right. Yeah. So because Noah caught the biggest beast, she has to like light this ceremonial torch. Um, but in order to do that, she has to be like, I guess, probably part of the religion, or she has to do like this entire process in order to get her prepared. Um, yeah. Thank you, Starman. I appreciate that. That's why she's at the temple. Correct. So, um, anyway, so she gets there. She has to eat the gruel. It's miserable. Like she's like, this is disgusting. Like, and she has to do this basically like. Uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner for like I think three days or something along those lines or seven days, something like that. So she's absolutely fucking miserable. She manages to escape the grounds and she ends up in front of a pond and in the pond she notices a bird drowning and so she takes the, the bird out the pond and tries to like do what she can to resuscitate it but it's still dying and so um, all of a sudden a, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Excuse me. I had to sneeze. Um, anyway, um, our previous character who we know is the priest who they're referring to as the living legend, basically, um, like, it looks like a little boy, but he's like, I don't know how many years old he's old as fuck. Um, and so, um, he shows up, he's just chilling in a tree and he tells her like that bird is doomed to die, um, because it entered like the sacred dome. Once you enter the sacred dome, like there's basically like no hope for other animals. And so, um, he, she had heard that basically if you release it outside of the sacred dome, it may have a chance to live. So she does that, and the bird just bloop, drops, and it's just like seizuring. And so the, the little boy, the the little priest is like, I told you, it's doomed for death. And she doesn't say anything. She talks a little bit of shit to the priest, and the priest is like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Like, do you know who the fuck I am? And she goes, no, I don't. And she just like keeps walking away. And all of a sudden, um, she looks up, and she sees the bird, and it flies. And so she looks back at the priest, and is like, see, I told you, never give up. Like, you know, like if you have a will to live, you'll you'll make it through. And she takes that to heart because that's in essence what the story is about. The story is she's basically doomed to die. Everybody knows or at least is supposed to know that she's doomed to die. And because she has a, a strong will to live, she takes that to heart. And she's like, you know, as long as you have the will to live and you have the desire to achieve, then, you know, you can make it happen. You can survive. And she's a survivor. So that was really nice. Um, There's another scene basically where she... um. What's it called? She has to eat more gruel. Um, but the next right. critical scene comes where she's inside of uh, like this like holy library and she notices a book there and the book is like some ancient text. And one of the powers that she gets um, when she gets reincarnated in this world is she can speak all the languages this world ever had, like even rare ones that nobody can speak. So she deciphers the text pretty quickly. Later on, the little priest comes over and notices who the fuck deciphered this. Like at first, let me back up. At first, he's looking for this pre- the the woman. She's looking. He's looking for Rayliana because of the fact that she was insolent to him. Like she's like, oh, this fucking bitch. Like she's so insolent. Like I can't believe. Like you know, she treated me like she not knew who I am. Like oh, this is ridiculous. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know string her up. Is basically right. what he's feeling. And then all of a sudden, he goes from that when they can't find her to find me the woman who transcribed the text. And so his assistant, who's the head, who's like the main like priest, he's like the manager of the temple, was like, all right. So he does like this like spell and out comes a beautiful golden butterfly. And basically it goes to try and find the person who did the text. Lo and behold, it's Rayliana. And um, basically the priest is like, it's you, the person that was insolent to me. 
and she's like still being fucking like a jerk to him and all of a sudden like the priest is like yeah don't you know who i am and then what's it called she's like the priest is like oh you know whatever like oh she's uh rayliana mcmillan and the priest is like oh no wonder i didn't know her she's a noble that makes sense and so she finally gets the proper introduction of the living legend which is the priest i forget his name starman if you remember his name go ahead and put it up there in the chat but in any case um she gets the name and he's like she's like fuck this is why they say you should always be kind to people because you don't know who you're talking to so she apologizes kind of sort of she does her graceful bow, like, you know, greetings. I'm Rayliana McMillan. It's a pleasure to meet you, the blah, blah, blah. And so the priest is like, you could, you transcribe the text. And they start having this whole back and forth conversation in this unknown hole. And it's like, she, he's like blown away. He's like, I'm going to make you my, uh, what's it called? My uh, uh, disciple. I'm going to make you my disciple. And Rayliana's like, huh? Like, I don't got time to be your disciple, basically. Like, she's like, I'm good, dude. And so he's pissed. He's like, I can't believe she rejected me. Who would reject this wonderful opportunity? Da 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 da. And basically, the episode focuses as she continues on in the process. Um, the episode, you know, it's more back and forth. And the episode ends officially with uh, Rayliana getting ready for the ceremony. And so an attendant comes to her. And um, I believe this was mentioned last week. If not, I apologize. But um this was an after credit last week uh where uh what's her face or not after credit this has happened toward the end of the of the of the episode but um vivian she basically has like an enchanted like brooch like a hair brooch right uh, and she it's there's some type of mystical power we don't know what it contains um but she got it um and so she wants to basically kind of like hex Rayliana. So she put it on her persons and she took it with her. So the attendant, not knowing anything, was like, hey, this brooch is going to look really good on you uh, with the outfit that we've selected for you for today's uh, thing. You should wear it. And um, if you're in the, the Eat the Cakey group uh, on Facebook with us, uh, Starman, for his caption of the uh, of the show, put Rayliana in the brooch. And she looks really pretty, actually, in the brooch. Like She looks right. really, really nice. It matches her eyes. She's got matching emerald um it's emerald it's gold and emerald and of course she's got the green eyes she's got emerald earrings um it looks like her dress is some sort of gold and sort of emerald or jade uh, heck yeah heka heka thank you chris i appreciate that yeah thank you chris yeah so that's the name of the of the little priest who's like 100 something years old that's pretty badass um supposedly so and in any case um basically the cliffhanger is going to be whatever this brooch does to or affects Rayliana or the people around her or whatever the case will be for that so that'll be interesting to see um meanwhile uh we'll go on to um galaxy galaxy next door thank you sir uh galaxy was pretty interesting to say the least uh it's a christmas episode so basically they spend christmas together right um and so they try to plan out the maybe i could see that 100 percent could definitely see that indeed starman um so this episode of galaxy next door uh it's christmas episode they spend christmas together and they kind of get their plans together basically in terms of what new year's is going to be um and so when they go to um spend new year's together uh, basically they, you know, do like the tip, they get a katsu, they like chill, eat, watch like the, the new year's midnight thing. And then they go out, uh, the following day for the, um, for the, uh, traditional, um, uh, the temple, they go to the, uh, right. the temple visit. And so they go to the temple visit and in the, during the temple, as you know, like there's food stalls and things of that nature. And there's a raffle, like there's a local raffle. And so all the people, basically, um, all the gang is trying to get like this like big plushie. It's like a giant bear plushie, Kuma plushie. And so they all roll it and they get fifth place, fifth place, fifth place, 
fifth place. Like, and so the last person to go after it is Shiori. And they're like, come on, Shiori, get the plushie, get the plushie for us. So she rolls and she gets the grand prize. It's not the plushie. It's an overnight trip to a nice onsen, fully inclusive. So everybody's going on an onsen trip now. All right. So they go pack up their shit. They go to the onsen. Meanwhile, her mother, who we covered in the previous episode, was pissed off about the fact that she hasn't come home and now she's got a boyfriend. Um, she lies and basically says, like, hey, um, uh, the princess is being dece- deceived by some fucking crook. We're going to forcefully bring her home, like me and the family, all the family together. We're going to bring her home. OK, no problem. So they go home. And this weighs, regardless, the interaction weighs on Shiori and um, and uh, Ichiro because of the fact that, like, you know, Ichiro's, like, self-conscious. He's like, oh, I should have made a better impression. I let my emotions get the better of me, da-da-da. Shiori, though, loves it. She's like, I love that you stuck up for me. I love that, like, you feel so serious about me. Like, we're good. Like, don't worry about it. So everybody has a good time at the onsen trip. Like, everything's good. Like, there's awkward moments with every onsen trip between the boy and the girl. And then, like, the girl's just, you know, bathing together and the boy is bathing together. Um, so, you know, typical onsen type of stuff from there, um, as the, I think, I think they're asleep or they're just chilling, something like that. Um, Shiori and Ichiro are outside and they have like, they're like, they have like a foot, like a foot, like pond thing where you can like stick your feet in the hot water and they're just talking about everything. And, uh, Shiori also is like, Hey, you want to help, uh, do the, uh, the digital, uh, what's it called? The digital, um, drawing. Uh, the digital manga work that uh, I received from uh, the senpai. And she's like, yeah, sure. So they play around with it. They're like, wow, this is really good. And each was like, oh, even I'm interested in doing this stuff. So they ha- they share that moment together. They laugh. Like everything is like really, really good from their side. Um, the next day as they're going to leave, because again, it's only overnight, they go to the gift shop and Shiori and, um, and Ichiro get into like basically a little argument over the same thing over um, the the feelings and the, and the relationship and her family and things of that nature. Um, so they get into a little back and forth and, you know, Ichiro raises his voice, like not in a dick way or abusive way, but he raises his voice because, you know, he's so passionate about everything. Um, but because of the fact that he was basically talking shit about himself, he was putting himself down about everything and about how he's not worthy and things of that nature. Um, Shiori got pissed off. She's like, oh, I don't want my boyfriend putting herself down. Like, I feel a certain type of way about that. Like, no, like, you need to prop yourself up. But she gets pissed. And because she gets pissed with the retribution thing for the first time in a few episodes, he feels retribution. So he starts to, like, get dizzy. He collapses. And basically, she already has to bring him out of, like, that stargaze or whatever the fuck you go to when you get the retribution, whether you're in the stars. He has to bring him out of it. Um, The kids are like, oh, what happened? What happened, Ichiro? And he's like, no, I just got a little bit of vertigo. That's all. So he played it off. And uh, before this episode happened, like his episode of the retribution, uh, Shiori was looking at like matching charms, like cell phone charms and was like, oh, I want me and Ichiro to have a matching pair. But she had to deal with Ichiro collapsing and their argument. So the kids, uh, Machi and uh, Fumio, got them a matching pair of phone charms. And they're like, oh, this is our gift to you for taking us. Thank you. And they're like, oh, we got to go back and get something for ourselves. And they get the thing for themselves. And, you know, all's well that ends well there. Uh, the episode ends on a good cliffhanger, though. When they arrive home that night, everybody's happy. They're buzzing. Like, we had a good onsen trip. Things are good. And when they arrive home, they're like, oh, the lights are on. We have guests. And they look outside. And Shiori's family is waiting for her. And Shiori's mom stands up and says, come on, Shiori. We're leaving now. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So we'll see what happens on Saturday with that. So that was... Uh, Pretty good cliffhanger, if I do say so. All right, we got twelve to talk about. Better than sixteen. 
Yep, better than 16. Let's uh, let's get to Kubo because we did miss last week by accident. Yeah, so we got to do two episodes. Um, yeah, this one won't. Uh, previous week won't really take long. So there's a couple of things that we'll get to the main. But uh, second year of school starts. Junta is looks for his classroom, and when he gets there, he looks at the seat arrangements. And who's and who is next to him? Kubo. Yeah, turns out they're gonna be in, in the same class till they graduate. Mm-hmm. Because it never changes after the second year. Yep. So they are stuck together. So this cat is surprising, but you know what? They're both happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they had to talk about who's doing clubs, basically. Mm-hmm. And Dagisa volunteers Junta for the environmental club mm-hmm. because he did it last year. And his flowers came out really pretty. Yeah. And like, you know, nobody noticed. It's interesting. They, thought, they, thought, they thought it was a ghost. Yeah, they thought it was a ghost. Like, who's attending these? But like, you know, he she used to watch him like in the background. Like he worked really hard and his flowers always came out pretty. And even though nobody recognized him, he still took satisfaction in people looking at his flowers and appreciating them because of the work that he put in and because they are very pretty. So she wanted to be part of that. Yeah. And we found out there was also someone else that was a part of that and that's introduce another character yuma pseudo yeah pseudo kun and he is not a green thumb all of his shit died not through lack of trying yeah. he tried it's he just does, he doesn't have a green have thumb he doesn't have the knack for it yeah yeah and that's totally fine he seems the type of guy that gets lost like he like zones out a lot but he's, he seems like a cool character he's not like a he does yeah like that he's just chill but yeah this leads to Sully junta yeah. Make it a friend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they eventually they're like they were talking. I believe was in the science class. They're all all of them were talking. Yep, like Yuma, Junta, Nagisa. Yep, and uh, Sudo forgets his eraser. Yes, he forgets an eraser, and of course, because uh, Junta doesn't want to be uh, what's it called? You know, like a pester. He's got five. Yep. Kubo sees this and knows this, and does a little bit of matchmaking between Sudo and, and Junta. Yep. And was like, hey, Junta, do you have extra racers? Do you want to uh, lend a pseudo one? And he's like, oh, I guess. You know, I've got five just in case. And Sudo's like, dude, why do you have five erasers? And he's like, just in case. And he's like, and he starts laughing. And he's like, he's like, you're odd. And he's like, oh, he's like, thanks. But he's like, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you for a while. Like, you know, we're in the environmental class, but we didn't, you know, really talk. But like, you know, like, you're cool, basically. Like you, so, yeah, but I guess a nice little thing. And then. Eventually, Nagisa and Juta, they're, they're walking together. Yep. And then she's like, oh, so you found someone else. Like, yeah, so there's another person I'd like talking to. Yeah. And, and that so, called her off guard. She's like, yeah, she, right, I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, she left something in a class. And she goes around the corner and she's like, he enjoys talking to me. Like, that was cute. Like, that caught me off guard. That was really cute. <laughs> yeah, and it eventually brought the, she asked if they were friends. Yeah, they're walking. No, well, you skip the you skip the part that's really hard to kind of describe, but is still critical. So I'll try to think like basically no. So basically, June's is walking home that day, and he's thirsty, and he wants to try this new like lemon type of juice. All right, that's right. And yeah, and uh, Kubo comes up behind him like found you, but because he she like touched him or like kind of like gently pushed him, he ended up pushing water, which is what he yeah, normally he pushed the wrong drink. Yep. And he's like, I really wanted the lemon juice. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, and they started talking about the juice. And then she made an interesting correlation. She's like, if you were to be any type of drink, what would you be? And he goes like, you know, I'd be water because, you know, it's basic and, you know, it's useful. 
and everybody could use water, right? And she's like, okay, that makes sense. She's like, I see you more as like, oh no, no, I'm sorry. He she he chose the lemon juice. My bad. And that's it because he he wanted to try the mango, whatever it is. It was the lemon juice. Yeah, it was like some sort of lemon juice. So he chose he chose the lemon juice because he wanted to try the lemon juice because he wasn't thinking too far into it. It's Kubo that said, I see you more as water. And so Junta's like, water, like that's basic as fuck. And Kubo's like, no, like you know, again, like you can water is used. Water can is in everything. It can be in carbonation. It could be in like juice. Like water is an essential part of like of drinks of taste. And I find that you can be that way. And then they, the, as Matt said, alluded to, he's like, oh, that's interesting. And as Matt alluded to, they start you know talking about like friends and about friendship. And um, uh, uh, June says like, you know, I don't really have friends anyway. And that basically makes Kuba pause. Like, I, aren't we friends? And he's like, are we friends? And she's like, I've always considered you to be my friend. So yeah, because they never friends. really, because they they never really said they were. I mean, it's they, obvious they just they just hung out. That was it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's obvious that they're friends, but you yeah, know, to have but, that distinction. Yeah, but know. just I guess just the fact of saying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got that was that was a really nice moment. For yeah, it was cute last week, and then we go this one. It starts with uh, Nagisa going to Jutsu. Like, hey, Shirashikun. We're doing a staring contest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you cannot look away. That's how you lose. It's not that you yeah. laugh; you can't look away. Even though yeah, she looks so, away all the time. Like yo, yo, I say, yeah, because uh, like, also she she blinked first, mind you. So yeah, that should have been a loss. Yeah, but no, I, I, I no, that doesn't count. It's just you have to look away. You cannot look at her. That's how Japan does a staring contest. So Junta thought it was just basically making funny fa- faces to try to make them laugh to lose their concentration. But no, it's basically just straight up have to look away. And eventually get to the point where Junta put his head down. <laughs> and she's like, I win. Now you have to do something for me. He's like, what? She's a bet? It's just, it's just one simple thing. The next day, you gotta say good morning to me. That's it? It's like, oh, I can get something else. Like, no, I just... Yeah, I'll say good morning to you first without you saying it. Mm-hmm. So that part happened. Uh, was this was the next part that they were talking about hair, like her hairstyle? No. So the next part is um, uh, what's it called? They Junta. It's a nice day outside, and so they have the windows open, and oh, the, and then yeah, the, the uh, classmates the, are, are playing the around with the with the chalk clappers with the racers, and they're like, oh, like I, I bet you I fucking make a big ass like cloud. So he does it. Boom, 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 boom. Big ass cloud all over him. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear a coughing and they're like, huh? And they look over at the other window and Junta happened to be sticking his face out the window, enjoying the breeze himself. And he's like, this happens all the time. People don't realize I'm here. And basically, and all the kids are like, oh my God, Shiarishi, you know, sorry, sorry. You're, 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 you're exist. <laughs> you exist. You exist. My bad, dude. We did not mean to do that. He's like, yep. yeah, all right. This is where, yeah. So he, he goes go. over to like the, the communal fucking um, sink to go wash yep. himself. And that's and when, of course, he eventually yeah. he, has, he has some in his hair, but he doesn't see yep. it. Yeah, of course, Nagis is there. She's like, Oh, like, let me get a few. She's actually close to him, mm-hmm. like, clean it off. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, your hair smells like, Hey, you want to feel my hair? She's like, What? Like, Go ahead, I feel how long it is. No, uh-huh, that's what she said. And, yeah, and yeah, he hey. eventually, he eventually starts feeling her hair. Yeah, and yeah, this is when. She was like asking about hair. It's like, so, so say, like, what type of hair style do you like on a girl? He's like, you like pigtails? Yeah. You, you like, like ponytail? Uh, half up, yeah. half down? Yeah. You like ponytails? Yeah. I was expecting to say, do you like bald? Yeah. I was expecting She'll do that. it. <laughs> she, she probably would, bro. 
but yeah, she's or, like, or, oh, just, like, or like the tomboy look. Yeah. So she's like, well, what type of hair is like, do you prefer the most? And he's like, well, I guess guys like ponytails. So I like ponytails. Yeah, like, so you like it? Like, oh, yes. and so he's like, hey, I'm going to go. And she's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to make sure I have no chalk on me. Even yeah. though she wiped off the chalk, but he's like, I'm gonna make sure anyway. So yeah. he awkwardly leaves. And then and she she like feels her hair is like I'm gonna do put that my tomorrow. hair in a ponytail the next day. Although she didn't, she put it in pigtails. Yeah, but nonetheless. Nonetheless, uh that happened. And then the next day is uh physical exam day. Yep. And, and everyone's uh, concerned about their heights. Yep. So uh Nagisa Junta is like, hey, so I'm taller than I think I'm taller than you. Like, what, what's your height? Like, did you grow? Yeah. Like, did you? Think oh, sorry. I this grew? is the day before. This is the day before. You're right. Yeah, sorry. It's still, yeah, it's, it's still yeah, like still the same day. The yeah. I'm still on the same day. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys asked us like, so uh, did you? Did you think you grew? Like, I think you grew. Like, did you think I grew? And he stares directly at her tits, and he's like, nope, nope. <laughs> so it was like, well, I think I'm taller than you. So let's um, let's find out. Let's measure. So they go to like a. Like a go to a abandoned staircase, and she yep. like basically like itsy bitsy spiders his back, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And she's yeah, like, like, hey, she's like, 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 actually, like, have you have your posture? Yeah, you have to have good posture for this measurement. So, so no she slouch. does it, has it where it is. And she yep. tells him to keep it there. Yep. While she goes there. Yep. And he sees it like there's there's definitely a gap, and she's like talking about like, "Hey, you're close," <laughs> and he's yep. very close. Yep, and so he backs away, and, and she uh, like holds Kubo like I knew you were gonna do that. And Kubo grabs him, and Junta's like, "Well, why'd you grab me?" And he's like, "Cause I knew you'd run away if I didn't." Oh, okay, let's go. Runs away. See, I told you. And he just he nigarus. He's out. He's out. Yeah, and, and, and he has the ruler. Well, you know, he has the ruler. He's like, "Fuck, I didn't give it to her." Meanwhile, Kubo's still in the same location, like she's like, like kneeling down, blushing. And yep. he's like, "We were really close." Yep. Now we get to the next day. Yeah, now we get to the next day. Now it's officially. And, yeah, he's talking about. She's saying. She's saying good morning. He says. He says good morning to her first. Yep. And gives her the ruler. Yep. And then this is where they do the actual physical. Before that, though, they're in the classroom. Yep. She's like, "Hey, can I have your jacket? Like, can I borrow your jacket?" Yeah, she's like, "Uh, okay." So no, because she, she wants to see like how big like, it is. How, yeah, how big you are. Because she, she's like, he thinks to himself internally. He's like, he, like he grew into it. He's like, my he, jacket fits perfectly now. This is great instead of it being baggy. So yeah. she's like, oh, you think your jacket fits perfectly now that you grew? And she's like, he's like, how the fuck? Like, is she in my head? Like, how does she know this shit? Yeah. So she's like, hey, can I borrow your jacket? I just want to see how big, how much bigger you are. So she puts the jacket on, and they're like, oh shit, we're gonna be late. Bye. And fucking uh, Junta's like, wait, my jacket. And she's like, I'm gonna borrow it. So she goes to the girls, they talk about their boobs and their height and weight, you know, typical girl stuff during a physical day. And if you notice in the background, you'll see like a girl. She's like, oh, you're borrowing your boyfriend's jacket. Yeah, it smells like him. It's so good. So then, yeah, then she, she sniffs the jacket. She sniffs the jacket. That was cute. It smells like Doritos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, it smells like, like Call of Duty Night in 2008. Like, uh, like Ishikawa. <laughs> That smells like a fucking Call of Duty night in 2008. I'll tell you exactly. what. Exactly. But uh... no, but regardless, it's still a cute moment. It's, a, you know, just that principle of like smelling a woman is, I feel like, very underrated. Like, there's ways to do it that are really creepy. You don't want to do it that way. But just the, yeah. like the principle. Yeah, not, not like Conoco creepy. Yeah, no, 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 no. You don't want to be that creepy. Levels the creepiness. Yeah. And then um, we get a little mini thing after this. Yeah. And, and it was um, cute. This was really it's cute. It's Juta's little brother. He's on a mission on Eta. himself. Seita, he's off to get Seita. tamagos. He's off to get yeah, eggs. Yeah, so uh, Kubo's older sister happens to stumble upon uh, uh, Junta, Junta behind a hole. 
Yeah, creeping behind a pole. Yeah, and yeah, then when that dude is like, first, she apologizes because she's like, I don't remember what I did, but I just know I pissed Nagisa off. I'm so, so like, sorry. Basically, like, but in her, she's like, worthless. Yeah, basically. But uh, basically, then yeah, then Juta explains it's his first time, and he's also getting the eggs. Yeah, and so, so she, like you're a big boy and all this. Then Juta's like emotionally cried inside. Yeah, like, but then uh, Akita uh, tells uh, what's it called? Tells Junta the same story about how like, like what happened you know, when I was the same way when Nagisa got her eggs, and she got the eggs, and she tripped, and she broke all the eggs. So she returned home with the broken eggs and starts like bawling, crying. So like, I, I had a comment out saying, we're going to use them all right now to make this big, giant omurice. Yes. And she's like, and you I know. pet her head to calm her down. And then she hit, makes the hint, like, if she ever cries, pet her pet head. Her head. In, te- in general, just pet her head. Yeah. And she's like, she likes it. And she's like, and she's like, no, but seriously, kid, if she ever does cry in front of you for whatever reason, I'm counting on you to pet her head. And he's like, that's a big responsibility. And she's like, nah, you got this, bro. Yeah, and then she goes home. Yep. Then of course starts he's Nagisa, makes a giant yep. overrise yep. in her head. Yep. Cute. It was, and she it was has a little fucking like fox ears. Yeah, cat cat ears. Like, yep. She likes like to show that she likes it. Oh, Nichan. Yeah, Nichan. Yeah. These last two episodes have been cute. Yeah, I fucking love Kubo. <laughs> yeah, Kubo's coming like coming strong. Kubo is ending ending strong. It's making up a... it was it... like it never left. <laughs> It really felt it felt like it has. It really felt like it never left, and it's just gotten better in my opinion. It oh feels yeah, better. It feels better than what the the last few or the, the last few episodes of the. But it, you know, even when it ended, it ended on a good like cliffhanger at that time. I think if I recall correctly. So, um, yeah, I, I got. Is making a push in your top ten? Unfortunately, no. It's I want I, I I wanted to I really wanted to, but with everything else, it's like really. Hard. It's in my honorable mentions at least. I I it might it might it depends on. I think I'm confident it's in my honorable mention somewhere. It might be. It also depends on how Yuri ends. It depends on how they both go. So far, I've got Yuri in my like upper top ten somewhere. I don't know where. I just I I, I do not. Mm. But let's say it's still good though, so I'm not gonna take that away. Oh, we're not knocking it at all. It's just oh yeah, no, no. It's just, yeah, it's just too much. If we did a if we did a five mentions, then yes, but we're not. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're not. We don't, we're not gonna we're not gonna make extensions. No, not at all. We'll be here for five hours again. Exactly. Uh, moving on. Uh, Dead Mount Death Play. Decent episode. We like we finally get stuff though. Yeah, we are a lot a more people too, uh, like uh, near the end, but we're finally getting stuff. Yeah. But uh, we picked up where we left off with um the police coming in. They want the fortunes. Yes, they want their fortunes and, told. Um, our uh Kozuboro, he doesn't want it. Like, nope, I'm good. Let's I don't know why you go with the long name. Arasa is so much easier than Kozu Arasa, Morale. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so Subaki was like, like hey, you know I'm, I got it. We're, we're I'm down with the shits. Let's do it. First, like, we're up break, so who gives a fuck? We're not going to do anything. We're not going to question you. Like, we just want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, we just have a friendly chat. Basically. So, yeah, Subaki, he gets a front. Yep. Polka is starting to read him his fortune. Yep. But he's drawing something. Yep, he has the 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 mysterious ghost drawing yeah, something. Yeah, the pen. Yep, and they're like, and he says like this symbol means something to you, and he shows the symbol, and, and he just Subaki flips. He like he pissed. like slams it down. Like, where'd you get that? How the fuck do you know about this? And he's like, I don't know. I just have this and thing. Everyone, everyone was caught off guard. Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, like the fuck did he do? But eventually, he calms down. down. He, he's like, I'm his sorry. Money. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. Here's, here's your money. It's more money like, than what the normal stare is. And he's like, I can't accept this money. And he's like, I, I I wrinkled your shirt, kid. 
Here, yeah, take so the money. Just take it. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're shocked about the money, and of course, corpse god is like talking to the pen, like. Yeah. Oh no, he tells them the corpse god. He's like, oh, he's like, thank you, Shinomoyo Polka, and he's like, Kabani Shinden, and they're like, Nani, and he's like, I didn't read your fortune. Polka didn't read your fortune. The corpse god read your fortune, and um, uh, Subaki's like, you know, that's a stupid name. He's like, you should get a better name. He's like, that name makes you sound like a troublemaker. Yeah. And Polka's like, really? Yeah, you know, he had that face, like, (laughs) yeah, for real, like, huh? Yeah, but you see, I like how it works though. Basically, with um. Takumi just giving him the information about him, like through the ear while uh-huh. she writes stuff down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good thing. It's a good scam. Well, sorry, not 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 with the earpiece, but like he sees what he yeah, sees. Yeah, with the right eye, there. the yeah. fucking mystical eye that he has with his it's fucking a, That's a good combo. That, that, that'll definitely. Also, Misaki looks great in that outfit. Oh, God, yes. yes. <laughs> you know, it's hard for me to really like that type of like thing because my mom was a belly dancer before she had me. So, oh. <laughs> Like yeah, she has the whole like fucking uh, Star Wars uh, Carrie Carrie look, and I'm just oh, like oh, oh like uh, from the Job of the Hut type of yeah, that's how my dad met me. Oh okay, okay. Was like the belly dancing, so it's like I can't appreciate it the same way. Gotcha. For no, obvious she, reasons, she, she, but she, she does look fine as shit. You're right. Like I was like, damn, fuck. <laughs> Bitties. Exactly, Bitties and the thighs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, but we get uh but we get like two different things. Uh, first on uh. That guy's side, they're like talking to the pens. Like, so what do you, how, like, how do you know that, that symbol? Like, that pissed him off. Like, and what you was find that? out, like, apparently before it died or knew someone that he knew, something like that. And then we cut yeah. over to uh, Subaki talking to Chelsea. And he's well, like, fir- well, first, Arase talks to him during like a sit down. Like, they're like, having oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, um, he's like, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, fine. Like, like I'll tell you, like I'll tell you later. Like we're also thing. forgetting that the, our trap is still spying. Yes, he's still spying. He's still spying on them. He's like, is this why he wanted me to watch it? Type of thing. Like Jahu is still thinking for himself, even though yeah. his his whole job is watch over her and just keep an eye on him. Like don't do anything. Well, he's he's overreaching in his power, but. It's still within his own like desire, not because yeah. of anything particular. I think, which is yeah, I, think it's, I think it's more morbid curiosity. No, I don't think it's morbid curiosity. I think it's a twisted obsession. She, he has a twisted obsession with um with the father, and so he wants to like please him because of the fact that like he took pity on him and gave him new yeah. life with the with the um with the prosthetic. Yeah. So just listen to what the fuck is said and don't do anything. Just watch him. Don't like try no, to jump I got- in. Because, well, like I said, he's got the creepy obsession because he's like, oh, he's no son. Polka's no son. I'm his real son. Like, yeah. it's, like it's a warped, twisted, like, 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 like you were you were dead, so and I was around. Basically. So he's spying around. And then now we cut to um we cut to Chelsea and, and Subaki. And basically, long story short, from their interaction, we find out that literally they're the only two people that are supposed to know about this supposed symbol. And they know about this symbol through a close friend. And Chelsea's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Like, and yeah, she's like, stop playing stupid, bitch. You know, you fucking like, we, like we both know him. Like, we like we work with we worked with him. It's not him. It's a her. That's right. We like we worked with her. Yes. How dare you misgender? Oh you of all go, people. Go, go, man. Go, man. <laughs> I worked hard to not misgender. OK, how dare you? Go, man, people. Go, man, people. But no. So she's like, you both know who it is. And name is slipping me. So give me two seconds and I'll find you that name. Uh, do you remember what she looked like? Don't ever see what she looked like. I thought there was like a. Oh. I, I thought someone had a flashback. No, sir. Oh no, yeah, uh, Subaki had a flashback, but you don't see her. You just hear her voice. 
but you don't see what she looks like. You don't know what she looks like. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they said. I don't think they said her name either. They did say her name. Hosorogi. Hosorogi is the name. And she's like, oh, Hosorogi Chan. And so basically, Subaki or sorry, Chelsea is like, we don't even know if she's fucking alive. And Subaki's like, no, like she loves money. She's alive. Come to find out, as uh, Polka is talking to the ghost, the ghost is Hosorogi. Hello, Rambo. Do you know who Rambo is? No clue. What's up? All right. Hello. Soy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's continue. Yeah. So we find out. Oh, shit. It's Hosorogi. Come to find out she's the one who got killed in the building five years previous. And she is the one that obviously told them about the symbol. And so that's how the symbol comes into play. Meanwhile, while this is all happening, we get Gentle Criminal. I mean, (laughs) the Phantom Solitaire. Yeah. Yes. You get the Phantom Solitaire. Yeah, yeah, he's doing his own. He was doing his own thing with the um, what you call? It? What's that thing? I put him in time. He did. Oh, uh, yeah, he was. Yo, he said yo to me. Yo, yo, Rambo. He's not gonna be so. Okay. Well, he said yo to me. So I don't know who he is. Honestly, no clue. But I had a feeling it was gonna. I've been down this road. I uh, how long? How long's the timeout? Could be five minutes. Could be forever. Says Bam. Because uh, the grocer. Yes, we, the we're grocer. getting to that. We're getting to that. No, the so grocer. The grocer is a little bit later on. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so we see. Uh, first off, we see the um, the the fire breathing bug. Right. I guess fucking set fire to this building, right? And it's like full of like money. I, I guess it might be Yakuza. I don't know. Um, but regardless, the guy that's there is trying to. He's like, um, what's it called? He's like, I need to get this to the safe. And his partner is like, dude, like the safe is fireproof. Like you're good. And he's like, no, there's something in the safe I need. And he gets like a little parchment. And then suddenly, fire breathing bug comes. And lights right. that motherfucker on fire. He's dead. Meanwhile, fire breathing bug leaves. Gentle criminal is inside the fucking fire, like fired, like location. Yes. And like, so he basically grabs the piece of parchment, fucking dust the fire off, and then he looks at it, and he's like, "Is this made of sheepskin?" He's like, "No, this is made of human skin." And he's like, "What's this mean?" So now you see him go into disguise into like a high level prison, and now you see the grocer. Which is basically some sort of criminal that has like a whole like shop in the middle of the fucking prison that has like all sorts of contraband you would think, but he's allowed to freely reign. Um, but he's basically an information broker slash like you know like contraband dealer. And so gentle criminal, I, I love calling him gentle criminal rather than fighting. Yeah. So gentle criminal is like, hey, um, I've got this paper. I need to know what this means. Do you know what this means? And he's like, of course, but you know I need you to provide me something of equal value. And so insurgents what's up guys i wonder who's i bet you anything somebody's recording and we might be getting these people oh probably i don't know but uh hello how you doing hello welcome governor to, yeah welcome to the thing yes it's a different response you know when you say sup guys that sounds better than sup femboys yes now you already know where that's going <laughs> damien i'll let you watch from the closet interesting what okay sure drop in the closet anyway um he's like yeah you gotta give me some information so he gives him some like I don't know some bullshit information about like the meaning of some shit or another, and the guy's like, "You're wasting my fucking time, right?" And he's like, "Fuck off!" Like, I'm not gonna give you shit. And he's right. like, "The criminal's like, no, wait, I'll uh, I'll pay, I'll pay for uh, your uh, your your information." And he's like, "I'll pay any price you want." And he's like, "Are you sure about that?" He's like, "The price of the information." So I bet hey, good job. Yeah, he said, "Bye, fanboys." Like, okay, bye. God damn it, dude. Continue. We'll tell Sean about this later. Yeah. Anyway, um, so 
he's like, are you sure? Because the price go up depending on how, how badly you need the information. And Jensen Criminal's like, hmm. And that's where we leave off there. Finally, it's just a normal day. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And all of a sudden, you see, like, uh, from the police radio station, like, oh, there's something going on outside. So everybody yep. looks outside, and there's a bunch of blimps outside. And they're like, what the fuck is without all these Zeppelins? <laughs> a bunch of fucking, yeah, a bunch of Led Zeppelins. You're right. Yeah. Bunch of Hindenburgs just outside. I literally thought when I saw the fucking thing going next to the, the building, I thought it was going to Hindenburg, legitimately. Yeah, that's my thought too. I but no, uh, but no, uh, we yeah, they're, they're flying around, and the depth the corpse god sees us, and he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> and you see that the fucking the blimps have the symbol that everyone has been talking about this episode, but the corpse god finally realized because he didn't look at the paper. They asked him earlier in the episode, yeah, because it like, got crumpled up and destroyed. Yeah, he's like, you see what was on the paper? He's like, no, I didn't see that. Like it was dark. I didn't pay attention. Like it wasn't of consequence to me. But now he when he sees the symbol, he's like, son of a bitch. And they're like, does that mean something to you, Polka? And he's like, yeah, it, it really roughly. I don't know where he got that correlation, but it's the anime. But it's so like it's from, it was from a fallen, it's from a fallen empire from my world, my old yes, world. from my home world. Dun dun dun. End episode. Yep. So that was a nice one. Yeah, it was unique. All right. Speaking of, like, you said, it, like you said, it's, it's getting there a little too little too late, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I wish it was, was like, I wish it got that a couple episodes ago, like that realization. Well, a couple During episodes the... was the wasn't the couple episodes. No, it was uh that was the fire. Well, that wasn't bad. Like it's. Been... I, said, I think I think sure. I I wanted to realize it during any that, other average. Literally, any other average season is probably would have made honorable mention. But it's a big season. It's not yeah. making. All right, moving on. Uh, Clue is first friend. Cute, as always. Yeah, that that's just it. It's just you're cute. always gonna get cute. I'm just like, yeah, it's cute. How to start off? Um, was it Nishimura giving Takeda? The 40 Clover as a bookmark. Yes. Yep. And of course, you know, um, the girls now are bullying. Say, ah, yes. like it's bad luck because Green Reaper touched it. No, it's still the boys. It's the boys. In this oh, sense. it is the boys. It's the boys, yeah. It's, it's both. Like, I, I want them to stop at this point. He was nice to her last week and then this week. It's annoying. It's at this stage. Like, yo, come up with some new shit, dude. Come no, up with some new it, it should have stopped by now. Like, it, it, they're fifth graders. They don't know fucking shit. They don't know I, shit until they, know, they don't know but, shit until their bat, fucking dad or mom beats the shit out of them. But that doesn't happen in Japan. They're just like, all right. Know, but it's just it. like it's not gonna. It's never gonna work. Takada is always gonna counter, and they should know. Like, oh, it's not working. It's it's gonna be unfazed now. I mean, I guess we should that's, stop. That's the typical rule of bullying, right? Like, if somebody's unfazed by your bullying, you stop bullying them. Like, you only bully somebody to get a, a raise out of them. Yeah. So they're not acting. It's just and what did I get? They're gonna hit a woman? No. <laughs> No, it's not 1980s wrestling. Exactly, yeah. Bring That'd back 1980s the, the... wrestling. I'm just kidding. Oh, some of it. No. That's funny. But in any case, yes. So, four-leaf clover, you shouldn't take that. It's cursed. Yay, it's cursed. I love having a cursed item. It's really rare. What do you mean? Yeah. Fuck! And we move on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, even Hino is like, I'll play along with this act. <laughs> Basically, they're like, all right, it's tired. Everybody yeah. at this age, except for the fucking boys and the two girls. And there's a reason why we say two. This week, yeah, because uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit, but um, no, it doesn't happen right here, right? Or a little later, no, it happens a tiny bit later. Um, let me go back to my review. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mainly, you know, I in my review, I kind of kept it very brief this week because I was like, it only focuses truly on two particular points, and the first point really revolves around Kasahara, so it kind of does, in essence, kind of happen basically. 
um nishimura goes over to kasahara and was like you know i think you're really cool and she's like what about me do you think like i'm cool and this is after the two girls bully her like yeah Ew, it's shinigami Kiloi, like whatever right and yeah. the girl and uh Kasahara's like whatever about it she's not saying anything but she's not like saying anything for but you. she's like, like she's not defending her yet she's not agreeing with them either so like, yeah she's, she's just actually like whatever. Yeah, she's she's whatever. Fine. yeah she's she's being a shindere and she's like slowly seeing like yeah, because like you said, um, not bad. Yeah, because Nishimura's like, I think you're so cool. Like, well, why do you think I'm cool? Like, oh, like the way you dress, it's really stylish. I think you look good in all the clothes and accessories you wear. And she's like, you're weird. Like, she tells her, like, I think you're weird, but it still triggers in her head, like because of the fact, like, even through all the bullying, like Nishimura still doesn't hate me. And like, I realize she's still, she's still she's still trying to be nice. She's still trying to be nice, and she feels guilty of her own. Like, wow, I kept bullying this chick, and she's just a girl. Like, she's not. She may not be special, but she's not like some fucking like freak of nature like we've made her out to be the fuck. So yeah. she starts to really like have that like epiphany where she's going to slow down until she stops eventually like making fun of her. They may they're not going to be close friends, but, you know, they're not going to be. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was another thing we kind of skipped. Uh, Nishimura was talking about her dreams. And now uh, the bullies are like, oh, the Green Rainbow is in my dreams. Like it means a curse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Takada like, oh, like I went, like oh, I, you were in my dreams, or what? Or he was for Takada. Was it for her? Or no, I don't recall. She wasn't even there. But don't recall. That's why. I didn't but uh, that's when that, that that was where Hina was playing along. Like, oh yeah, she was in my dream too. Yeah, it's yeah. all about tank tops. Tank tops. Uh, the second half. This I like the second half a little better. For sure. Uh, basically, um, uh, Akane. It was like, oh no, Akane is is uh, no, 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 Mishima. the other one, Umi. 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 Umi is like, hey, she, yeah, I heard you have a pretty cat. He's like, I love cats. I want to play with your cat. And he's like, stop. Stop it. <laughs> you knew where I was going with that. I know. Like, stop it. It's fifth grade. But okay, DJ Moore's like, oh, yeah, you, you want to come over and see us sometimes? Like, yeah. Then Taka's like, I want to come over. I've yeah. never been to your house yet. So, all right. It's going to be I a good time. So, her and father gets home from work and sees Nishimura cleaning up the house. And him, she's like, oh, what's going on? on? She's like, I just felt like tidying up. And he's like, you wouldn't be happy to be bringing some friends over tomorrow, would you? And she's like, yes. Yes, father, I am. Oh, is wonderful. It, is, it, is it the boy? <laughs> no, she he didn't say that. He's just like, I'm I know. I just wanted to say, like, is it just him? <laughs> yeah, for real. No, like, it's the, no, just three people. Like, oh. All right. It's a group date. Group date, yep. though. Yeah, basically. It's a mixer. And... It's a fifth grade mixer in the home. <laughs> but no. It is. When you think about it. I know. I know. I know. But she's cleaning up. The dad's happy. She's very excited. And she's like, I want cake for all yep. my friends. Yep. Right now. Yep, exactly. Like, I need to be a good host. I need, I need to get cakes for them. I need to make them feel welcome, welcome. to the home. Yes. So they go out and they get so, the cake. Chocolate cake, cheesecake, well. and something else. Yeah. Now she's ready. Until yeah. we go the next day, uh, Takara. Wakes wake his sister, sister up. He's so excited. I'm going to go to Nishimura's and house. And then the mom comes in and says, ah, about that. Uh, not so fast. Chotomate. Chotomate. No, 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 no. She's no. sick. She She's has under the weather. Yep. And she has so, a bad fever. She's fucking... I love Kuro. Kuro's right there. Meow. Rubbing herself because she's sick. And, I, and I, 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 you know, father of the season goes to Akane's dad. Oh, 100%. yeah, for sure. 100% father of the season goes to Akane's dad. He's like, yo, she's like, I feel so bad. Like, you know, I let everybody down. And she's like, no, don't worry about it. And, we let all the kids know. Yeah, and then, just yeah. rest. It's good to rest. It's okay. Just, it, do you need anything? Would there's, you like me? He goes you the next day type of thing. Yeah. So, 
But of course, that doesn't stop Takeda and friends, does it, man? Well, before well before that, yeah, she was crying to herself, like she yeah, and she felt like she was having a fever dream. But as she like opens her closes her opens them, Takeda's right there, along with Umi and Tank Top Boy. Yeah, you know. and then they all eventually hang out. Like, no, like we're we're gonna check up on yeah. you. Yep, Hino gives a. Uh, uh nishimura some uh what's it called some coupons to their family restaurant like hey have some ramen when you feel better come over yeah bye and she's like oh thanks and then everybody's leaving like all right let's let her sleep okay cool it was nice seeing you and the cat and then and like you see the father outside looking out oh, i didn't see that yeah no no the not, no the father was like looking over like he was like in the hallway like oh, I didn't, oh i didn't see that yeah, yeah, yeah. so he had a smile on his face like, yeah basically like, like, like he let them in yeah the real cute episode the real cute piece of the episode is as they're leaving, Nishimura grabs Takeda's hand and looks at him and in the eyes like, and says, don't me. leave. Stay with me. I feel so lonely. And he's take- even Takeda's taken aback. And uh, Umi's like, holy shit, this is so fucking adorable. They're married. But it's like, all right, come on, you two. <laughs> and even he knows like, oh, all right, Takeda, get it. Get it. Yep. And so Takeda stays, hangs out a little bit more. And the next day, uh, Nishimura wakes up. And was like, wow, that was the best dream I ever had. And so she looks at her but, pillow and sees the coupons. Yep. And, uh, and she, she loses up. her shit. Nope. Like, oh, at first uh, she gets out. She goes, she sees her dad. And it's like, so uh, did anything happen? Like, did I say anything? No, for, it goes talking. Like, did I say anything That's weird? the next day. That's the next day. Yeah. 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 yeah it's when, yeah, she's like, ah, oh, shit. That's yeah. when she asked Takeda, like, did I say anything weird? And Takeda's yeah. like, yeah, you did. But it's okay. That was cute. I, I, I like this episode. Yeah, that ending was cute. Uh, breaking news for Collisions Main Events. Would you like to hear it? CM Punk versus Andrade. Nope. CM Punk and FTR. Versus Goldberg. No, no, I wish. CM Punk <laughs> and FTR yeah. against Bullet Club Gold and Samoa Joe. All right. I could deal. I, I dig it. That's, that's worth watching. It is worth watching. It shall but, be recorded. Oh, yeah, well, it's next week, so I'll be able to watch a lot. What am I doing next week? Saturday yeah. the seventh. I mean, I'll be doing anything. Maybe I'll watch it live too. Yeah, because you, yeah, because you're doing everything this weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, I always have something to do at some point every fucking week. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, I'll be watching live. All right, pal. All right, moving on. Uh, Konosuba. CM Punk. CM Punk. All right, Konosuba. Funny uh, episode. This was a funny fucking. Yeah, episode. this was great. This is I love. This, this is probably the best episode of the season. I think. All I know. It, it all and it relies on season one shit, but it uh, all relies on season one shit. So but they get they get to the town. Yep. Uh, of course, we go to they go to the guild. Right and early in the morning. He's like, oh, mm. we have to we have to make our presence known because we're crimson teams. We have to look cool, and we go in. We're gonna. Why can I Megumin? And she busts open the door, does her it's chant, still close. and it's a ghost town. Yep. Uh, no, it's still early and everyone's awake yet. Yep. And we get the uh, Guild Girl from um, the regular shows. Yes. <laughs> so it's good to see her. And then she's like, oh, yeah, we got this going on. Like, Megami doesn't want to hear. She wants to hear it when it's everything's open. Everyone's there. Yep. So she announces so, like, yes, it is I, a crimson demon. And I'm yep, here so, to work in your yeah, town so starting today. Because of this. Yeah. So because of union does it without her, like, you know, I'm just going to And she posts this. a nice little like resume. I want, it looked like a whole Reddit post. Like, yep. Wanted, right. Nice people that are willing to talk outside of quests. You know, I'm an intermediate mage. Like I could use intermediate magic. And uh, yeah, I just want to have a, a nice time and make some money and yep. meet some friends. Yep, and then we get to 
Mega and so we know. So it's a tale of two halves. Basically, it's Union sitting by herself in the bench all day, every day, waiting for somebody to, to approach her and love her, right? In, the, in that friendly party way. I, I, I would join her party. I would 1000% join her party. She's fine yeah. and she's useful, unlike fucking Megamine's fucking dumb. Yeah. Ass. <laughs> yeah. She's more useless than darkness, confirmed. But Megamine has hit stuff. At least fucking she, at least darkness has other like ample, like what's it called? Like traits that she can fucking like use in battle. Like she's the well, decoy. Dark, no, dark, no, darkness is the perfect sub for me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, she's great. Yeah, everyone I want. <laughs> you could just wake up in the morning and flog her, and she's just like fucking soaking. Yeah, and degrade and just call her an object. Basically, like, yes, master. And she fucking sits there and pants like a dog. Yes, perfect. But, uh, you know what's funny? Because anyway. it's like literally, like, one of the, my biggest regrets with the last chick that I, I like, one of the chicks that like, I was talking to is like, we didn't get a chance to fuck to the point where, like, because I asked her, I was like, you know, I, I, I've only done this once where I've like asked and I've been permitted to like slap a girl in the face while fucking. And it's like, at first, it was weird. I didn't dig it at all. But like lately, as I've become kinkier in my life, like I want to like slap a girl while I'm fucking her. I always ask. You never do it. You just ask for permission. And so I never got to that point. And I think I recall asking. And I was like, if I if we ever did that, could I do that? And she's like, she's like, yeah, because she likes fucking rough shit. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. Never got a chance to do it, though. I was like, fucking son of a bitch. Uh, you should just honestly just find a kink party. It's weird though, because it's like literally, I'd be like fucking like a missionary, and then somebody's gonna just fucking like stick a fucking thing up. No, my like, head. like no, no, it's it's not, it's not, it's not fucking. It's really not like just fucking. But you know, like all right, I know, I get what I, that was more of a joke, but I get what you're saying. I know. Like you know, like you just get people that like enjoy that type of stuff, like you know, and there's all sorts of people doing all sorts of kinks, but like I don't want to. Yeah, see- and- I don't want to like. I'm not like interested in like you know like slut shaming a bit, and and I don't get turned on by that generally. You know, like I'm more. I'm like simple rough. Like you know, like you pull the hair, you slap the ass red. You know, you no, they they do that. Spit on the pussy when you're eating it, well, like well, shit you, like that. Well, you won't get that. You'll get more like impact play. You'll get. You'll see someone do candle wax. You'll see someone. One one did knife play in one of the parties. That was great, but. Mm. When did knife uh, knife play? Yeah, that's sketch. I would be so fucking scared. I don't know. I no, no. get a boner it, with a girl playing with a fucking knife around my nips and then going like gently with the very tip, as gentle as she can, so she doesn't cut me. Just go up my fucking scrotum, up the fucking. I know. Like, I, I, I know. This guy was like very... I couldn't do that. I would be so scared shitless that she's gonna fucking this, my this, fucking this, shit. This guy was like very well prepared. He like had like he rolled. Oh, it's a guy. Okay. Yeah. Back when you were rolled, rolled it all, all right. out, had different sizes of the blades. And all that. Oh, I'm sure he had different sizes, pal. <laughs> Exactly, he did. <laughs> but no, I, I think if you went to one of these parties, you would actually have fun. You would actually have. A- I would be like halfway mortified, halfway like, "Oh, this is fucking lit." And then like a little part of me maybe turned on, and then like I'm sure there's a little part of me that probably be grossed out too. But happy Pride Month, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a perfect talk for Pride Month. BDSM it involves pride. Don't don't do not. Lie I mean, to yeah, me. you have to be pretty profitable to do some of the shit regarding exactly. BDSM. Zero like, doubt. Do not that. do not lie to me, people. Do not lie. Anyway, back gay, to Konosuba. Gay, gay people, gay people are kinky as fuck. Let's just t- get it. Oh, get I always tell people all the time, like gay people are the funnest to have like a parties. They'll talk about oh, anything, yeah. anybody, like unless you get like a really catty gay person, then they're, they're fucking annoying. Super. Anyway, now let's move on. Now yeah. Megamine, she gets her registration for useless Megamine. Yep, and then of course the kill girl, she looks at the face. Oh yeah, you you have a high. You got some good intelligence. You got high magic. Yeah. Uh, just yesterday we had someone. 
with high magic. But... Higher magic. Their intelligence was really low. It's a good thing. It's a whole month of Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. So I was like, oh, yeah. like, But unfortunately, since she has no intelligence, she re- really can't give her a class. So, but yeah. she gave herself Arc Priest. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're getting the connections of season one in this episode. Yep. Throughout especially, the episode. Yeah, throughout the episode. Especially uh, after mission. But uh, first, um, Megami gets a mission with uh, this duo. It fails. Because she destroyed a bunch of trees in the process. Yeah. And because of she had to pay out of pocket for all the damages, and the duo was like, "You're too good. We, you don't need us. Why we're gonna do our we're own low thing. level? We can't keep up with you." Yep, it's just like after yeah. they were almost blown to shit too. They're all fucking sooty as fuck from the explosion and the fire. Yep, and then as we're hearing this, we hear two people in the background. <laughs> Who do you hear? Aqua and Kazuma! Yeah, they're arguing with one of the guys, and of course we hear him calling Aqua. What useless. happened to the beer? Did you drink all the beer? No, I have a condition. It turns into water because I'm yeah. the goddess. You're fired! Fuck! He's like, yeah, yeah, fucking useless. Fucking useless! Yeah, so that happened. <laughs> so, of course, yeah. Megamine goes to try again. Yep. Guess there's a slime monster. But you forgot at the beginning of the episode, you can go all the way back to the beginning. Peaceful morning, and she's trying to sleep. And what does she hear, Matt? No, she hears Kazuma and Aqua arguing in right. the barn about, like, we're fucking broke. We're, sl- we're sleeping yeah. in a barn. This That's is how right. I envision my life. Fuck! And, and she's like, like, you're, like, you're turning a fucking neat. And that was the sign of things to come. Anyway, we keep on yeah. going. Yep. Um, next one, Slime Monster. Yep. Gets it, but... And we get a darkness oh. appearance this time. Yep, and she's like, pissed, like I can't believe I'm going to go get that Slime Monster. In the name of Harris, I'm going to kill that thing. And then the fucking Shion is like, like that. You're not going to. We know this house is gonna go. Basically, I forgot about Shion. Forgot about yeah. her completely. Yeah, she's she she comes and goes. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised, I'm surprised she's not in the group, but I get it. You need four people. Yeah, well, that's why Union. I know. Yeah, that's why Union or Wiz or. I love Wiz. Yeah, but um. I let her Wiz on me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire today, motherfucker. Let's go. Okay. Last of you, my haw. Let's go. You, you, you and your heart. Yeah, yeah. but um, basically, it, basically, it's about Megamine keep trying to get these groups, but it doesn't always work out. Right. Well, no, forget, because she's like, oh, after she kills the slime monster, like, wow, you're fucking amazing. You killed the slime monster with all that uh, resistance in one shot. You're amazing. And she's like, listen, I got to fess up. I don't know any other magic besides that, and I can only use that magic once a day. And they're like, you know what? No, that's still good magic. Like, you know, we can help you level up. You can, like, do an intermediate magic. She's like, no, like, I don't want, I don't want to I don't learn want any magic else. that, like, doesn't help me with my explosion magic. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's move on from each other. Let's gracefully yeah, part with Let's, let's uh, go away now. Useless. She's fucking more useless than darkness. Because at least darkness, she'll fail, and she'll fail, and she'll fail, and she'll still go at it. She still has other ways to fucking be a klutz or be a slut. Like, she's got variation to her game. Like, Megamine is a one-trick fucking pony. Yeah. Useless. Yep, very useless. Only Aqua uh, is more useless than Megamine. Aqua's just an idiot. I'm riding my nephew right now because my nephew is obsessed. He literally went to Japan and bought a fucking Megamine hentai. Like, full-on fucking little, like, double-A titties and everything. And I'm just like, the fuck? Megamine is fucking useless, by the way, Neff. Yep, but, um, yeah, it's it's just a cycle of going to 
being recruited to just yep. be dropped the next day. Yep. And of course, um, they're one of the knights. Is a banana stand. Yes, as they're going home. Yep. Yes. And who do we hear, Matt? Cosmo and Aqua again. Of course, this banana's missing. Aqua's taken. Yep. <laughs> and they're fired again. Yep. And Union, oh, I'm sorry, Megumin comes back to the hotel, sees Union. Sees Union's like, hey. I got some bananas. You want some bananas? Yep. You want some nanners? But um, eventually, they're playing chess together. Yep. Union's about to win, and Megumin's like, Explosion! I win. I'm going to bed. Good night. But the next day, oh, we and we we should before we go on to the next day. What has been going on with Union while this whole thing is going on, Matt? Being hit on by creeps and drunks about being Dato. And what is she doing with them? Giving them money. Poor Union. Like if I give you money, will you go away? And it's just poor. Yeah, in the morning, then Megami sees this and what in the one of the morning, like I please, I beg you, just thirty minutes, an hour. My mom's dying and all this. And Megami's like, or sorry, Union's like, okay, Megami, I laughs. She fucking bashes the motherfucker. Like who's like, yeah, bro. And he's wearing they they made the motherfucker bend over doggy style wearing Daisy Duke, so you see full outline of fucking dick and balls doing the process. I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? It's and funny as fuck. She like yells at you, like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Like, "Well, if I helped, I guess." Like, yeah. How has you been helping? I, I give them money. That's our money, damn it! Yeah, she's like, "What other creepy perverts have been talking to you?" Well, there was one old man that gets drunk in the afternoons and said, "Call him daddy, and he'll give me allowance money." I was like, "Hold up!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yo, let's go!" Like, what the that fuck? Guy, like, I gotta protect Union, man. You gotta, you gotta protect. You gotta protect <laughs> Union. Protect the Union. Exactly. Uh, so I was, like, I was like, hey, no fighting in the, in, in the guild. Take it she, had, she said no fighting because earlier, that, that day before this whole interaction happens, Megan yeah, everyone up. was taking jobs. They like taking, grabbing them, pulling, pulling yep. them down. Yep. And of course, there's uh, one girl. She grabbed the last one. I was like, hey, I want to look at this. Like, ah, they got filled. Bye. And she's like, she's like, grabbed, like get the you motherfuckers. So she plays chess again with Union in the interim. They have the discussion about Union giving her money away to creepy perverts. And basically, the episode kind of ends with uh, with Megamine saying, hey, Union, until we get different partners, why don't we have a party? And she fucking, bro, Union like, loses really? her like, shit. She fucking, like, her eye starts twitching. Her yep. eye starts fucking twitching. And she's like, did you not remember what we discussed? She's like, oh, yeah, when you were blabbering on after I defeated the the, the, the demon? Yeah, what about that? She fucking starts trying to like Bart Simpson fucking Union or sorry Megamine. Yeah, I, I do prefer I would choke her out too. It's yeah, I would. She's got a little. She's got a ringable neck. She's got a Sammy hey, Guevara. Nah, 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 man, nah. She's, she yo Megamine kind of reminds you of Sammy Guevara a little bit, right? Yeah, the slapable face. Yeah, just like so, Yeah, but yeah, it ends with basically like, like we need money, we need a job. <laughs> so I wonder who's gonna be in their party. Is this or is it gonna be just the two of them? But uh, very... do you remember at what point in season one that they all link up? I think like the second or third episode. I think their ad was on the thing, but I don't think she. Yeah, I think so too. Basically, they just wanted someone with magic. My hole. All right, moving on. My home hero. More tense. I called it though. Uh, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Um, this was a mixed. Yeah. I, I. It's like one thing happened, and another thing is like. It didn't need it. Like he could have made this one thing that whole episode, right? But it's still good for what we got. Uh, basically, uh, we find out like how how Kiyoshi got uh, framed. Kasen was there. Yep, as we saw at the end of the the, the last episode, 
And so, no, actually, we got to go. Well, no, no, we went back. I think we went. No, it was like toward the end that she did that. Okay, yeah. So she gets there. <clears throat> she gets uh, in the memo. It says, I need you to go to the store. I need you to get a 30-foot retractable ladder. Yep, and buy the thing to hook it to the the wall. Yep, you're gonna go clamps. to like the other side. <laughs> yep, and you're gonna see a uh, emergency ladder. You're not gonna take that ladder because it makes noise, and they'll, people will know that you're coming down the ladder. So you're gonna hook it up to that apparatus, and you're gonna go down your own ladder. And she's you know, Loki. Kassen's a little freaking out. She's unsteady on the ladder because it's a rope ladder with like metal things. So she's she's unsteady, but she does manage to get onto the onto the, the ninth floor, and then she does the ladder again. And she hooks it up to the the screen, the, the divider, the privacy divider, and she manages to go through. Does that? Coincidentally, the doors open, and yeah, she we find in. we find we we'll, we find out how later, but yeah, but uh, basically she goes in, and the next thing says you're gonna use the lights I gave you. Yep, the uh, black light, the real one that costs yep. hundred thousand yen. Yep. So she's like, okay, so basically you have ten thousand chances, but with this, you just have about 24 or so. Yeah, and she puts the line on. She's like, I don't see anything. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I have to put the fucking uh, the, the screen. Yeah. She does it. She sees the number code, 3860, something along those lines. Yep. So it cuts it down to 24. She does three times, stops working. She's like, yeah, and you oh, probably, fuck. And then she looked it up. Like, it's like, it gets locked every 10 minutes if you mess up three times. Yeah, so she's like, this can lead it up to 70 minutes. I don't have 70 minutes of time to fucking to go through it yeah because yeah because basically this was two hours ago before the whole thing happened so yeah she's like fuck i don't have the time yep so, so like, i gotta eventually get on the like on the sixth try she gets it right gets in she's all she i love her little yippee now she's like yes yes that was cute and then and then we get to current time tetsu is talking talking takeda Takeda. Yeah. And he's like, so um, am I free to go? He's like, yeah. as long as you forget everything. He's like, yeah, yeah, go, 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 go. Yeah, we're no good. problems. <laughs> yes. Like, we're good here. I don't want to see any of you again. Yeah. He's like, I think you so, almost died, kid. Yeah. Then as he's leaving, he like slowly closes the door. And it really starts Kiyoshi. to like hit him. It starts to hit him. He's like, wow, like, Kyoichi, like, you were a good man. You were just alone. That's a powerful yeah. line. Like, you're a good guy. You didn't kill him. I killed him. You were just alone. Yeah. Also, we mixed it up because that happened first and then the flashback. And now, yeah. But it's, but you know what? For context, this was probably better to do it that way. But agreed. Agreed. And then uh, basically, okay, well, time to get time to kill Kyochi. Yep. And he eventually struggles out. He gets away. Yeah. Cause Kyochi uh, is basically, Kyochi is just like, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I, I can't afford to die. He fights. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, he fucking set me up. Yeah, he set me up. And he's like, during the fight, he got his wound opened up again. So he's bleeding out. And he basically goes up to the roof. And he's like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? He notices the um the escape ladder, the emergency yeah. ladder. He goes down the emergency ladder. And then he go, tries he to notices, basically. And he when he gets to his uh, apartment, he notices scratch marks on the, yeah. the, on the privacy divider. And he's like, those are new. Hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, he goes to... He busts into the, his own apartment because it's locked. He busts in with the glass, opens the door, and he's like, "Let me." He goes to the sink and he's got a, basically a coffee. Like, uh, like, like this, like this is all I have left. <laughs> yeah, he's like all my hard-earned money, and this is what I'm reduced to because I didn't find this. And so he runs out with the money, and he's getting cornered. And so he's like, "I'm gonna make a diversion." So he throws the fucking money in the air, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's raining money!" Thank Kami-sama. And, and so because of this, because of this, he's running out. 
and he and starts like, saying, they're, like, they're trying me. to kill like they're trying to kill me i'm so. being robbed and they're like oh my god he's bleeding oh my god he's bleeding and of course they're, they're like you know what fuck it fall back so they like, called we'll, uh, like, we'll, like we'll get him later yeah they called the boss and the boss like how the fuck do you let him escape and he's like we don't want to go to jail the fuck and so, and well, as this is happening, happening, yep. Uh, Reka and Kassan are talking. Yep, and they basically, Reka comes up with her own theory that basically makes Kyoichi the stalker. And Kassan's like, sure, kid, let's go with that. You're so smart. I love and, you. And she's like, oh, like I knew it. Because, I, because yeah, because he was by my apartment when, yeah. when Nobutu left. Yeah. So, so I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I felt that. And I was going to meet that guy. And you were going to meet him. And then she gets a phone call. And at the same time she gets the phone call, you see Kyoichi. He basically go with what little money he had left. He buys a disguise and he's changed out of his suit. I guess he stopped the bleeding and yep. he's walking down the street I'm and sure he makes a phone call phone. himself. And so uh, Reika picks up the phone. Kyoichi says, hey, it's Kyoichi. And uh, fucking Kasen's freaking out. She's like, oh my God. Literally, he's calling right in front of me. And then they're like, oh no, it's just uh, Reika's best friend, Kana. Like just yep. our best friend, like, oh, nothing's going on. We're just hanging. I'm just talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, also while this is happening, we forgot that uh that uh what's his face? That Tetsuo is he's exhausted. He pulled yeah. an all-nighter, he's tired as fuck, and he basically goes over to Reika's apartment and he's like, I'm gonna take a nap. And he passes the fuck out. Yeah, ASAP. and this and this is where he talks about how he was able to get that window unlocked. It's basically yeah. he talks about how like Yoshi never took my eyes off me. Except for the time he cooked for me. Yep. Like that was the first time I'd let him like I like talk about my father and all this that made yep. him vulnerable. That's how I made it. That's how I was able to leave the note on Kasan's phone. That's how I was able to unlock the door. I was able to use his vulnerability in that moment to my advantage. And now he's like sleeping, like thinking it's over. It's and the other that. side, Kyochi's talking to Rika, is like, your father killed him. No, he's not talking to Rika. He's talking to the fucking uh the son or the father, the father of Nobuto. No. Yeah, you fucked that uh, up. Time. No, no, he's talking I, to... no I, I thought he was calling Reika. No, it was Kana that called Reika. He called Nobuto's father, and Nobuto's father is like, wow, I heard what you did. You have balls calling me. And he's like, listen, I didn't kill your son. Tetsuo killed your son. I'm going to sh- tell you why and how. And that's where the cliffhanger okay. ends. Okay, I thought, he was talking... I, thought, I thought he just told Reika right there. No, okay. he told... no, he told... No, it was Kana talking to Reika. Okay. And meanwhile, they say... he says uh, Tetsuo killed them, and you see Tetsuo just, <sighs> just sleep. In the, in the bed. Yep. So he's gonna have a pretty fucked up wake up calls. Two more episodes, I think, right? Or three? Two, I think. Well, what episode was that? Yeah, two more episodes. That was episode yep. ten. So eleven and twelve. Okay, we go yep. two episodes to survive. All right. Uh, seven more shows to go. Jesus Christ. We're we're we're, 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 we're gonna, making we're good timing. We have that little sidebar about fucking BDSM yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's doing Samiacs. Very cute episode. This was nice. Uh, this I was like a little more. Pop, it was fun. It was more of a relaxing type. Yeah, and and get, uh... I mean, there's still a little bit of plot like acceleration toward the. Yeah, but it, but it's more of a setup for <clears throat> yeah. the decks. Yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah. Um, Ganta is planning the activity. Yep. How basically, like, we're gonna travel to these higher type of places. Yep. Have stays. Yep. And the guy's like, "Great, you gonna pay." The guy's like student, the guy in terms of student council. He goes to the student council yes. asking yeah, for funding, council. and he's like, "Yeah, like, we're yeah, like, like, because like, of the like, festival we, that like, happened." Yeah, so we kind of can. Then Nagi just goes there. He dogates us, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, mas! Oh my gosh, mas! Oh my gosh, mas!" It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You lock up, bye. And he fucking yep. 
yeets yeah, and literally fucking, at least Gonzo was friend, yes. And Gonzo's like, okay, Gawa. He's like, Nani. He's like, help me fill out her resume. And of course, uh, also we get a Isaki's sister. And oh yeah. Yeah, and so Isaki's doing the laundry, pulls her sister's panting out. They're purple leopard. And she's like, ugh, slutty yep. panties. And then we see uh her call, uh Isaki, like Isaki. And she's like, What? She's like, get me the remote. And she's like, I'm not your slave. And she's like, be a good slave girl. Get me my remote. Like a good little <laughs> sister supposed to be. And I was like, wow, okay, bitch. Yeah, just controls her like that. But um, mostly this, this is mostly about Gonzo. Like he's trying to get a job. He's failing to get a job. Yep, he had an interview. Fucked the interview up. He goes over to, to Senpai's and he goes he goes over to Senpai's arcade and he's like, Senpai, Senpai. Don't and uh, of course the cast, the cast there. Yeah, like, follow leads, me. Yeah, leads uh leads Gonzo over to Senpai. Senpai is dead asleep. Come yep, to find so out, there's, I passed out. Yeah, come to find out, she's preparing for a like an overnight little party for like these adults to play video games all night. Yep. Uh, so, so basically, she's like, "Hey, you, you stay here. I'm going to the bathhouse." Yep. And so and she while, goes to the onsen, and while, and while that's happening, he actually decides to clean up. Yep. Like give her a hand. Yep. And so he makes everything really nice and sparkly clean. And as they're talking outside, he laments. He's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get a part time job." Da 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 da. And she's like, "Hey." Why don't you work part time here, kid? I can. And, and as he's happy, the hose was like what spray and sprays yep. on the face. Yep. And then he gets her a towel afterwards after he apologizes. But then they have an honest conversation when he tells her like why he wants a part time job. Because at first he's like, yes, yeah, you know, it's for the summer camp. And she's like, oh, so you can have your little flirty time with your girlfriend. He's like, no, it's not like that. Like, I want to take a picture like you took a picture in this location. And she's like, listen, and she has an honest moment with him. She's like, listen, to do what you want to do. Like it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of money. You have to be realistic with your financial restrictions. You should like hold, you should like really think about this again. She's like, I'm going to write you a list of everything you need and you can deduct and add what you need from there. But there's a curious conversation, both between Ukagawa and Senpai. They mentioned his father and uh, he's the one because he bought stuff. The camera basically gone to Ukagawa first mentions it to Ganta and Ganta's like I don't want to talk about money with my father and then Senpai adds it and Senpai adds more context when Senpai makes the comment that Matt just said about how like oh well your father can buy you a fancy camera I'm sure you can afford 100,000 yen to you to help you out with this and he's like no he's like my father I think he and it's an honest moment and I think we don't know enough about the father because it's easy to like just portray him as like a drunkard that doesn't care much for his son but it's actually not the case when it comes to like self like the self-realization slash like observation that Ganta has about his father he's like my father I think feels guilty about the fact that my mother's not around anymore and when it comes to my needs he takes things to the extreme I only I told him I wanted to get the new like Xbox and he's like I you know I didn't I couldn't tell my father I want to play video games all day because he would have not bought it for me so he's like hey I want to play photographer you know with the Xbox camera and so he's like oh well why don't you go play photographer with this fucking thousand dollar Canon basically yeah basically and so that's how he ended up with the camera for Christmas instead of the video games so he's like oh okay but like I said it offered like you know useful insight in terms of that perspective and as you mentioned in terms of um. Uh, skip and loafer like the idea of like the the um the fracturing of the relationship between parent and child yeah. um different circumstances different ideas and thought processes but a similar like i guess mentality from the child of the equation when it comes to like that aversion to want to like discuss or have conversations with the parent about that uh well that 
all that happened. It's a beach day for the yeah. girls. Yep. So Isaki, Kadami, Makoto. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, was Man, Mina there too or no? So was Mina there too or no? Yeah, she was there. It was all four girls. Okay, yeah, all four of them. They're there. They're getting dressed. Makoto wants this basically to, to get a boyfriend. Yep. And um, while Isaki's getting dressed, we see her surgical scars. I didn't notice that. Yeah, they like, they were like, yeah, they be like lines on her body, like where she had the, the heart surgery. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh shit. Mm. But um, what you call it? I was going on. That's why I was also why she's wearing a t-shirt under. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought it. it was just because she wanted to cover her boobs because she's. No, no, no. It was to hide the scars, but um. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're all hanging out. They're all enjoying themselves. They yep. uh, mock uh, economy for having like for a tomboy. You had the girliest swimsuit here. Yep, she's got the little tan line too. I was wondering. Yep, but uh, yeah, they're all having fun. But eventually, uh, Mina is telling ghost stories to economy. While they're building yeah. a sandcastle, and then Makoto gets pissed. I go, Don't tell ghost nurses, I'm trying to get laid. This is not working out the way I wanted it. Don't build sandcastles, I want dick. Oh, I want sand dick. <laughs> sand, it's a sand yes. I'm done. But the Isaac is like, Girl, chill, we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, we're what the fuck? We're teens, we're not fucking adults. And then all of a sudden, uh, the creepy senpai who doesn't get along with Ganta too well, he's working a part time job at an ice, uh, at a shaved ice place. And he's like, hey, you know, like here's shaved ice. He's like, we didn't order shaved ice. He's like, courtesy of these of that fine gentleman over there. And you see the outline of a of a of a male like standing there in his swimsuit. Probably hit probably hit on it. Specifically trying to hit on Hisaki, we find out later on. And so while this is happening, Ganta got his list from Senpai. He's deducting and adding. He's like really like you know annoyed. And we skipped the part. We skipped the part. Um basically, um Isaki is at home with her sister and she gets she makes barley tea right for herself she gets her sister a cup yeah. when she asks and she's like I have a question she asks her sister she's like what's up with the the beach house and she's like oh well there's you know nobody's there really right now with grandma and we find out later on well I'll get to it in a moment anyway so Ganta's there um he's writing the list and all of a sudden Isaki's like 
Yo, hello. What's up? Yeah, but yeah. Before that though, she like she was talking about like uh, he's like talking about oh, shit to cut some trips. Like I, he's, like he's trying to cut. You might have to cut. Yeah, the he's, trip he's, in half. Yeah, he cut the trip in half, and then Yasaki comes and she's like, "So get this, for the first time in my life, I got hit on by a boy," and Ganta's like, "Oh, oh," and yeah, and then he, oh! realizes, like, he, he realizes that then, and then Yasaki's like starts busting out laughing, and she's like, "I got hit on by an elementary school kid." He thought like he thought I was young enough. Yeah. So then Ganta calmed down a bit. And then this is when Ganta was talking about, you know, the, the financial list. situation. Yeah, we're gonna have to cut lists, we're gonna have to do this. And then she's like, Oh, I got a bit of good news. Um, so my grandmother, she went to a nursing home and she lived directly in the middle of the locations that we want to go to. Nara. She lives in Nara. Like she lives in Nara on the beach. I got permission from my parents to use the beach house for our trip during the summer. And my first thought was, oh shit, Ganta's going to get laid. Literally my first thought was like, bro, Ganta's going to get the ass. Let's go. He's going to fuck that heart out of shape. Yep. Let's go. And so then the episode though, and every they start celebrating. And it's a really cute moment between them. They start celebrating the good news. They're like, and Isaki also offers. She's like, hey, since, <coughs> excuse me, since we have an actual house, we can save on buying food by going to the grocery store and making our own food. Oh, wonderful idea too. Like we're good. This is great. Can't wait. Things are great. They start dancing along like da 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 da, da holding hands. Like it's a really cute moment between the the burgeoning couple. And basically that kind of comes to a halt though. Isaki goes back home that night and she's going to go get some more tea. The tea's out. She bitches at her sister like, "Oh, what the fuck? You didn't make tea. The rule is the, per- the last person to, to finish the thing has to make the tea." She's like, "Well, you're finishing it. That's you." And she's like, "Fuck." So she's annoyed. And then her sister gets up off the bean. She has a bean bag in the living room. She gets off her bean bag. She's like, hey, I heard from mom that you're uh, going to go to the beach house with a boy to uh, do some sort of camp. I'm tagging along. Ah! Yep. End episode. This is nice. As always. Uh, yeah, hopefully the next set is good. So I got spoiled because I was looking online and I said, um, my question on Google was, is Insomniacs after school manga done? Oh, it's not, yeah. I was, huh? It's not. It's not? No. Because I read a spoiler and I was like, oh, well, thanks for letting me know the outcome. Kind of, sort of. I think it's done. I'll double check for you. Yeah. Yeah, manga says still ongoing. Oh. Well, I saw a spoiler regarding their relationship and I was like, oh, okay. But the good news is, guys. I said their next volume comes out next week. The good news is, at least for now, she's not going to get your lied. Not yet. Knocking on wood. No, yeah. no. Hopefully, no it doesn't. Hopefully, nope. We don't want one of those. That'll depress me. All right, all right. We're halfway. We're halfway. Son of a bitch. Dangers of my heart. Such a good episode. It's it's a, a it's a it's a dato episode. It's a dato episode. Which, by the way, dangers of my heart is overtaking insomniacs. I've I loved insomniacs. I still love insomniacs. Dangers in my heart has like come up like a blaze of glory these last few weeks. In terms of straight up romance, yeah, because you can still consider Skip and Loafer a rom com. I consider more slice of life, but if we're, talking about, if we're talking about straight up romance, it would be Dangers, Insomniacs, Yuri. No, you're not it's watching. Not, Galaxy. It's, it's, I'm watching it's, Galaxy. It's, a, it's, it's not a good romance. Tony Kawa. It's, it's a little more dramatic. Yeah, especially with Kanako. Yeah. We have Tony Kawa, Kubo, and you're not watching Galaxy. I'm watching Galaxy. Include this first friend. There's there's subtext, but it's more slice of life. Okay, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, but just straight romance, it would be like this. 
Tonikawa, Insomniacs, Insomniacs, and then I'm watching Galaxy Next. So yeah. five of my seventeen are. Yeah, so it, it's up to it's, it's basically down to those. Depends on how they finish their romance. It's really dangerous in Insomniacs. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Which which rom com? Unless, unless there's like unless there's more something more dramatic happens in Tonikawa to Doubt enhance it. their marriage. Although supposedly we, we might get more um, subtext in terms of uh, uh, Sukasa's. Uh, Thing. Well, it, it kind of has to it this season. Yeah. Matter of fact, let's do. Did we do? No, we did Tony Cowell last week. We so did. Yeah. I'm not doing this week. Never mind. I was gonna say let's yep. do Tony Cowell. What the fuck are we doing skipping them? Over danger. No, no, we, we were there. Yeah, yeah. It didn't happen yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Ichikawa. He's in his outfit. He's got the even like a face mask. Yep. He's talking about how he's hood on. Yep. He sees. Uh, he's looking around. He sees Yamada. Is he got there two hours early. By the way, he got there two hours early. He got there around twelve ish. Yep. He looks around, uh, sees Yamada there also around similar Beautiful, time. beautiful outfit. Yes, absolutely gorgeous. She's wearing a beautiful red dress. Um, with a, no, it's a, is it a red dress? or No, she is wearing a red dress, and she's wearing a um, uh, like a brown uh, overcoat. Yeah, I said, she, I said like out, out of the other coat, she had like a white like shirt underneath the red. Yeah, she had a red shirt, and then she had black uh, black boots. Wonderful, yep. wonderful outfit. Really, really. Yeah, that was like, Asian was like, that can't be her, right? And then she pulls up. She pulls out a meat bun. Yeah. It's like, yep, it's like it's her. It's her. It's her. So they so, greet each other. They're like, oh, you're early, and we're like, oh, we just wanted to find the place. They use the exact same excuse. Yeah. So, and then um, basically, Ichikawa was like, oh, I'll take he, the manga from you, and we'll go on our way. She's like, wait, I have uh, some place I want to go. Do you want to come with me? He's like, I guess. So as they're walking together, right. Um, yeah. Ichikawa's like too close. He's like trying to keep his distance. Yeah, and then when he looks he's in the, the mirror, in he's the like, bag. "No, he sees the mug in the bag." And then he looks in the mirror, like at, at the glass of like the store. He's like, "Holy shit, I look like a stalker!" And so he yep. takes his hood off. He takes his and mask takes, off. I'm like, nope. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yep. And Yamada's like, "Oh, you finally showed your face." Hi. Yep. That was cute. And then uh, as she sees him, like, so like backing up or like going to the side, like, "Don't no, come here." Yep. So that like, they're like holding the bag together. And they stop first. The first stop is a cafe. A pancake cafe. Yep. So she says she wanted to try this place. Yep. And he's like, I want you to try it with me. Yep. They have a cute yeah. little flirtatious moments in, in the line while they're waiting because it's a long line to get into this cafe. Um, but they have these cute little flirtatious moments between them. Sometimes awkward, but sometimes cute. But you can see, like, this in this awkward exchange, you can see alone Ichikawa has, like, gained so much confidence from his interactions with Yamada. Like, there's times when he'll freeze and be awkward, and then there's other times when he just, like, freely, like, speaks like he would, like, any other person. Right. Which is very nice to see. Yep. Eventually, they sit down. Yep. She More pancakes. Yep. He looks at the price of the menu, and he's like, what the fuck? Just this coffee. coffee. Just yep, the coffee. coffee. Even, though friend, even, even though he doesn't like coffee. <laughs> even though, no, he doesn't. No, it's not that he doesn't like coffee. He said he's like, I'm not big on sweets. Okay, so that's why he it. made the excuse to not buy any food. Okay. And then he gets the coffee, the house blend coffee. And he takes it and he's like, oh, it tastes like mud. But the better. sugar cubes are there to make it better. He's like, nope, I said I'm not going to do sweets. And so well, I, I, I got to suck it up. I got to suck and it then, up. Yeah. And then. A little bit, like they, she like asked him about like the outfit. They like, talked about a little bit about fashion. Then Ichikawa yeah. just opens up a bit. Yeah, and this surprised Yamada, and then he thought he thought to like, oh shit, did I just mansplain? 
Yeah, and the whole time in this entire date, the entire process, he's counting all of his fuck ups. He's like, I fucked up here, I'm stupid here. She thinks yeah, I'm he, he here. doesn't he doesn't think it's a date, but even though to Yamada it is. It's obviously right? a date. Yeah. And she it's funny because she's like, Oh, can you take pictures and videos of uh, her eating? And he starts thinking, he's like, Are you gonna post these? And so she says, like, I don't think you should yeah. post these. And yeah. he's like, I'm not gonna post these. I just want to have videos of me enjoying this. Yeah, then she gets her phone back and she goes. There, now you have them. And she's like, why'd you take them? She's like, oh, I wanted to send them to you. And then he's like, starts staring at his phone really nervously. And in a very, 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 like, sensual but cute way, she stands up, leans up, grabs his chin, and says, hey, make sure you look at the real thing. And, like, that was, I was like, ooh, Yamada. Eighth grade moves. She's trying to show, hey, look at me. I like you, bitch. Yep. So that part happened, and now basically, now it's just basically clothes shopping. Yeah. Well, at first, uh, I also mentioned that fucking like uh, he's like, "Oh, I'll go pay," and she's like, "No, I work. Like you're good. I'll pay for it." Which now he looks kind of stupid because now he could have had the fucking a pancake or something. But uh, like, it basically just the next set of stops. It's a uh, they go with like a boutique type of ordeal. And she's like, "What dress? The pink dress or the or the the, the red dress?" And then and he's like, he both. likes them both. And he's like. And they, like, I want you to pick what what like, what do you want, think I would look cuter in? Like, what do you want me to wear? Yeah. So he picks the pink dress, and he's like, "Oh, no, the, the okay. yellow one, the, the dark one for the triad." No, I think he, no, he picked the pink dress. I think he picked the pink. I, dress. I think I picked the pink dress first. Okay. Yeah, he picked the pink dress, and so she's like, "Ah!" And so she grabs him, and she goes to try it on. He's trying to escape, and he's like, "Where are you going?" And she's like, "I'm leaving." And he's like, "No, you have to tell me what looks better." So he puts the drinks. Yeah. She, she puts the pink dress on, and like like, oh, she looks really cute. And she's like, wait. So she goes. And the whole time he's nervous because he hears her changing and he realizes like, oh, she's in her bra and panties behind the behind the curtain. Oh, shit. And he's like, probably don't get a boner. Don't get a boner. Don't get a boner. Don't but... get a boner. He doesn't get a boner because he hears somebody. Matt, who does he hear? His sister. Onichan. <laughs> yep. Hanging out with her friend. And he's like, shit. And Yamada's and like, oh, Yama... I should go say hello. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no. Do not yet. go say hello. He's like, not yet. And he, and he and she gets and he gets dragged in. And he's like, I don't want him to see us. And so Yamada, quick on her feet, drags him into the stall, into the curtain stall. And they're yep. really close. And she's like, oh, why can't I say hi to your sister? And she's like, I just don't want to do that yet. And she goes, Yet? And he goes, Yeah. She's like, So next time you promise that I can say hi to your sister? And he goes, Yeah, next time. Promise? Promise. Okay. And, and course, so then she turns stuff. around. She turns around to like you know to get the, like her stuff, and her open because it's a zip back dress. It's open, yep. so he sees her bra, and he's like, "Oh!" He flinches, and then she realizes she just showed him the back of of her bra. He's like, "Oh shit!" So that was cute. No, because she's like, "Oh, she's like, damn, I sweated through the dress," and she's like, "Well, aren't you gonna buy it?" And he's like, "Oh, like you want me to buy it?" I'm like, yeah, you can buy it. Looks good. So that was cute. So she buys the yeah, dress. So, yep. So she gets an outfit exclusive for him. Yep. But yeah, then they're wa- it's nighttime. They're walking. Yep. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry I made you drag. I dragged you where I wanted to do. Yeah. Not what he wanted to do. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, it's no problem. And he basically, and, and we have another moment. This is an even bigger like moment where he basically opens up even more. And he's like, listen, he's like, I'm not a people person. Like, I'm awkward. Like people think like I'm a, I'm an asshole because I don't like people like da, da 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 like he opens up, you know I don't talk about myself you know etc. And then credit the Yama the Yama is like you know that's great and he's like what do you mean? And she's like well if you're talking about yourself to me now that means that you know you're comfortable. 
basically in effect like you know like we're good we're on good terms if you're talking to me like this and he's like wow and then they stop and they see beautiful christmas tree lights yep beautiful and yamada's like i've always wanted to see these and uh what's it called ichikawa's like oh i've never seen this before i'm like that was a fucking lie she basically called him out she's like you're lying and he's like, yeah, that's a lie, but I've never but seen them But he just so never, beautiful. like, he never paid attention to it. No, him. it's not that. He said, I've never seen them so beautiful because you're looking at them, is what he basically said internally. And that was a really cute line that I wish he would have said out loud. That was really fucking cute. So anyway, they're on their way home on the train, and it's a packed train, and they almost get separated. And Yamada does something, Matt. What does Yamada do? Hold his hand. And the train. Another and, she, and he recognizes her because she had clammy hands. Yeah, because she had said the bag. She's like, oh, here's the, the manga bag. And the mo- she's like, oh, don't mind. It's a little wet, you know? And she's like, why is it wet? She's like, oh, my hands are clammy. Like, you know? Yep. I'm like, okay. But she he recognizes the clammy hands. Like, is that? And then you see uh, Yamada's face. And Yamada's just, like, nervous as shit that he, she's holding his hand. And, again, another cute moment where we get, like, an inner, an inner monologue with Ichikawa. Ichikawa said, we lost track of time. We didn't say anything to each other. We just held hands the entire time home. And you just see them walking, holding hands, peacefully, yeah. content, feels right. Like, it's really nice. So they pull up the Yamada's home. Yamada's like, this is my stop. Ichikawa's like, all right, well, I'll uh, see you uh, after break. And she's like, wait. And she goes, what? <clears throat> and Yamada's like, 24. Tw- she's like, 25, 26, 27, 28. Don't tell me that we're going to not see each other beforehand. I'll see you later. Don't say goodbye. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, you try to say Happy New Year's. Like, no, yeah, I'll see you before. I'll see you before New Year's, which was another cute moment. So then he walks away, and Yamada walks, and he turns back around just to look at Yamada, make sure. And Yamada pops up from behind a pole with her hair over her mustache. Merry Christmas! Ho ho ho! And Yamada or Ichikawa was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm Yamada Claus." Ho 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 ho! Yep, that was that was that was you know typical. Typical yep. little girl cute. But no, <clears throat> this is a really, really, really good episode. More progression between the couple. And it's great. This is, man, this is really good. This is really, really good. I know. All right, moving on. Heavenly Delusion. It's your baby. Yeah, uh, we didn't know this, but uh, Starman pointed us out. Like, these episodes, they always have different guest directors. Did not know that's, that. You're right. That's why... That's why animations are so different in certain episodes. I never noticed that, move. truly. I never really noticed that, honestly. Well, this was definitely different here. Yeah, but... when he mentioned that, for sure, with the yeah. freeze frame you're talking about later. Yeah, but we yeah. find out, yeah, this one is, is the person that directed Cyberpunk and Studio Trigger. So I thought that was awesome. Yep. So I definitely liked that. But yep. um, You gushed over the episode. I didn't like it at first, but I warmed up to it. Like, yeah, I thought it was okay, and you loved it. You and Starman were like, ah, oh, this is fucking good shit, pal. And I was like, it's all right. No, it was, yeah. But um, what you call it? Juichi had uh, Kiriko Amaru in his car after, you know, basically ripping them off with these fucking stories. I was like, all right, like, you're going to take us to this thing. Basically. Because, uh, what you call it, as they left the thing, they saw he was still there. Yep. They noticed he had the actual tattoo. Yep. But on his arm. Yep. But not, so like, not on the wrist. Yeah, so it was legit. Yeah. So basically, he agreed to take them both to where they were. Basically, get get the wife and kids out. Like get the get the. No, make sure the son, the, the wife, the 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 woman that bore the kid are dead. Okay, um, that's, that's right. That's right. They were home. So yeah, because yeah, they get they the kid. Yeah. So make sure the kid is still alive. 
So I was like, okay, so this they're all having a conversation in the car. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, it'll take five hours to get here. Like, ah, but these roads are bumpy, so it may take longer. Yeah, and Kiriko was having a hard time trusting Jew mm-hmm. about this, like oh, the whole thing, like maybe he's gonna steal the gun or something. Yeah, she's like constantly on alert. Yeah, but and eventually, but eventually she does fall asleep. Yep. And um, yeah, but she wakes up and sees that the other guy was asleep. So I like, you trust me now? Yep. And the startled, is startled Kiriko. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, like, I really want your help with this. Like, I'm not going to yeah. fuck it up. Yeah, I'm going to get some water. Keep talking. Yeah. Eventually they get there. Uh, but before they go anywhere, <laughs> Juichi looks at Kiriko and like, okay, I need to examine one thing before we go anywhere. He cops her breasts. <laughs> And Kiriko has this shocked expression on her face. He's like, hmm. So Maru gets super defensive and just uppercuts the guy. Boom. Like, don't. What? Boom. Yeah, like, don't, don't put your hands on another man's woman. And Kiriko looks like, you're woman? Who's your woman? Yeah. And then Maru's like, immediately, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was funny. But, but he actually explains why he did that. Because apparently in this place, like, these women don't have large breasts. breasts. Yeah. yeah, so she has to hide that. So yep. basically, keep your jacket zipped up. Yep. And for Maru, he can't really go there as a guy because you'll be a bore, basically. Yep. So basically, they're expecting all these women, the other women, to like basically be there to capture them. Yep. But uh, eventually, but Kiriko has Maru dressed up as a woman. Mm-hmm. Not bad, but uh, eventually, not, not quite do- trap level, but a little trappy. Basically, it's a passable thing. Maybe like a, an average person wouldn't tell the difference. Yeah. So um, they eventually. That's a femboy. Up. Now we can do the femboy. Yeah, that's the femboy. There that's we go. That's the femboy. Excuse me. But uh, Juichi, he's uh, he's basically going to the underground level to look for his son. Mm-hmm. While that's happening, Mario and Kiriko, they're exploring the, they're exploring the building, basically. No, Juichi stayed in the car. He stayed at the car. Oh, sorry. That's right. He did stay there because he can't go there. scene in case, yeah. Yep, because they'll recognize him and kill, kill him. him. Yep. So they go there. They're looking around. It's empty. Completely empty. Yep. There's like no men, no women, no children. And the, But they nothing. do find an incomplete diary from a date. Yep. Which kind of gives them an idea of something. Yep. Uh, while that's going on, what happens? Uh, They spill water. They spill a bucket of water in the classroom. And all of a sudden, it gets really cold really fast. Yep, like everything is about it's it's freezing up. Yep, and it's a man eater. Yep, a, a spider that, that, that produces cold cold temperature. Yep, it gets to the point where they're actually literally about freezing. to die. <laughs> literally freezing, like frostbite. The whole nine, the whole the yep. whole spiel. But eventually, Kiriko gets the strength to get their gun. Yep, shoots Blast it up, and it runs away. Yep. Like has a good good chunk of it, and then yeah. No, 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 no. You skip the head. You skip the head. The, at first, to get away with it, they yeah. shot up into the ceiling, and it startled it. It ran. That's away. right. Yeah, that's right. It gets off. The second time, uh, Kiriko has the idea of like, oh well, I wonder if I can like, you know, if I beat it with my own breath. So she tries it. That fails. She's gonna fucking like die because she's freezing to death. And then yeah. that's when, like you said, Mash, he figures out the. That's where we get the. That's give it the really nice shot. Yeah, the really nice shot of her busting through the ice and just like, yep. cuts it in half. 
Yep. And so they go down. Maru does the Maru touch and says, well, this is definitely a, a, a Hiroko, but I, it's not, I can't find its heart. So you didn't kill the, the main body. This isn't the main yeah. body. So like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, the, the lower body is just... Yeah. So they're yeah. like, fuck it. Let's get the fuck out of here. So they get the fuck out of here. They report back to Juichi, and they're like, hey, uh, nobody's there. It's, it's completely and empty. Fuck. And all of a sudden, as they're like, he's a little bit disappointed. They're about to leave. He hears, boar number 11? And yep, it's, uh, you find out it's his old friends from the thing. Yep, boar six and boar nine. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, but they they find out, like, oh yeah, we have your son too. He's with us. He's okay. He's alive. Yep. So we get this nice little reunion. Yep. Juice They're all hanging all out, time. eating, drinking. Yep. They get to Nick in the tub. Yep. Ew. So, and they all get a good night's sleep until... They start freezing again. Yep, it's getting cold again. And Kiriko's basically saying, everyone leave, like, just start running. Like, just go. Yeah, yeah go. evacuate, yep. Yeah, and they're and like, wait, Juichi, the boy, and the main guy, we gotta save them. Yep. They do yeah. manage to do that, and then, basically, Kiriko has Juichi's son with him in her hands. He's just running, 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 running. Yep. She's like, why? I'm not escaping the cold. Why is it cold? Maru realizes, hey, the sun is the Hiroko. Yeah, but yeah, basically Maru like slaps him off, like slaps him off, yeah. her, like, nope, get out, get out. like what you that for? Like it's him. Yeah. And in essence, whenever he produces this, he's basically like having the equivalent of like a wet dream. Yeah. In essence. That's basically kind of what I gathered from that. Whenever he has a wet dream, he turns into Hiroko. Which is very weird, but interesting. It is. For sure. But so he um... starts crying, they have the reunion. You know, and they they warn them like, "Hey, th- he's a fucking hero, so you should be careful." So they're like, "All right, well, thank you so much." And basically, we think all's well that ends well. Juichi gives them the the car and gives them like the location that they need to go. And they're like, "All right, we're gonna go to the, uh, I think it's the Isaka B or whatever the fuck, whatever location it is. We're gonna go to that yep. institute." Basically, they're gonna try and hit the the main facility that has been like going on in the background. Yep. And so, um, we also did forget a piece. That's mentioned before we get to the the final closing piece of this, um, and it involves the uh, academy where basically we see uh, Tokito, and she's writing to uh, to 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 what's his name, Kang, uh, the Kana? guy, Kana. What what's his name? Starts with a K. Kona. Kona. He's right. She's writing to Kona, and she's like, "Hey, I miss you." They told me like it'll be a little bit before they can get this thing out of me. I, I was kind of fucked up. She called the fetus a thing. But yep. I don't think she knows any better. They didn't teach them reproductive like topics in that like school. And they basically made them all androgynous. So she doesn't know that. So she's like, it'll be a while before they get this thing out of me. Um, but I miss you and I can't wait to see you again. Um, and she's like really upset, you know, going through pregnancy hormones and whatnot. So that was an interesting piece. But the main story yeah. of what happens this episode really is at the end. Like I said, Juichi gives him, gives them the the car, gives them the location. They're on their way. All's well that ends well. And all of a sudden, we cut to a scene, Matt. Very grisly scene. Can yep. you describe what that scene is? How do I How do I say this? <laughs> I'll describe it for you. The sun is covered in blood. Yep. And he's playing with bloody bl- building block. And we're like, what the fuck? And behind him, there's a dead body with its throat slit. Yep. In front of that dead body is Juichi. And we get basically a formulation of the events that occurred. They said that basically 
Juichi would have gotten away with the with the kid and the the two uh, women if somebody hadn't snitched on him and said like someone's escaping someone's escaping he put two and two together between the person saying someone's escaping and the voice that he heard in the uh in the camp and realized that it was i don't know whether it was boar six or boar nine but one of the boars who was basically greeting him was two-faced and he's the one that snitched on him yep so as retribution for killing the mother of his son he killed him yep slashed his fucking throat wide open so then he takes the car. Yeah, it was savage. He wipes the, the blood off his kid. He's still covered in blood himself, but he wipes the blood off his kid, grabs the car keys from the guy, drives off takes and his then car, yep. into his car. And then basically, like, there's a panic because they find the dead body and they're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, no, everyone's like panicking and they're trying to go after him, trying to find him. And he just blows past them in the car. And you basically see the son just having the time of his life with his little bloody block behind yep. the car. And you basically see Juichi with like a sinister smile on his face, still covered in blood. You know, basically he got his revenge and he's got his son. So he won in the end. Yep. So very nice stuff there. Crazy. Super crazy. Not the wrestler. All right. Let's keep going. Gundam. Oh, good God. This is heavy. Oh, good God. This episode made me give this show a five. Unless they fuck up royally, this is a five for me. The show, mm-hmm. this season in particular, is a five for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no Prospera. Nope. No Miorin, really. Nope. It's basically mostly going to focus on the school on one half. And Gwell and fucking Shadik in the other. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, bas- uh, basically, uh, what's her name? Noria. Yeah. She had enough, basically. She ain't waiting around. She well, lost her fucking Basically goes to her her people saying, Hey, let's kill. Yep. I'm gunning the gun. I'm like, nope, you're gonna die if you do this. Like, I don't care. We're doing this right now. <laughs> yep. So Basically. no way to round, uh, like no way around for anything. Yep. But you know, and... something very curious that we hate Elon, right? We hate Elon, and he's just like the biggest piece of shit because you know that's but, what he's yeah, but this one's like different from earlier. Like no, just... it's not different, it's the same piece of shit, Elon, but Elon is really Elon. It's a really he's the same piece of shit Elon, but over the course of spending so much time with Noria and listening to her and understanding the things that are going on, um, he starts to really like I wouldn't say fall for airplanes. her. I wouldn't say fall for her, but like he comes I think to sympathize. Like, sympathize. Zero doubt. Yeah, I agree. Yep, like he's sympathize he's sympathizing with the Airplanes. Yep. And basically reports are around like, oh, they're declaring war again. Yep. Number five. Yep. Johnny Five's alive. That's right. Yeah, but um, because of this, Noria, her crew, they're getting ready to fucking kill people. They want to kill. It's not really. It's her. It's not really her crew. It's literally they, Noria. They're both, they're both disposable. Yep. Yeah, they are. It's not Noria and her crew though. Noria's alone. She's the last Earthling that's part of that whole like scheme. Oh, that's right, right, right. It's we'll get to that, but basically, you know, it's just her. So she commands the Gundam. And that's when all hell breaks loose. All yep. hell breaks loose. Attacking the school. And basically. Wants, wants patients to die. Yep. And like I said, she's completely alone. But the same thing that Prospera did. Because when you see in the previous episode, Prospera took um, Sophie and took uh, the other girl that died. I know she took Noria. It was Sophie and Noria. She had Noria's codes. And she activated the, these automatic Gundams, basically, that were in storage. And then blew them all up. 
So yep. that's what Noria did on the fucking school. She had basically Sophie and her like sm- I guess smuggled in a bunch of like automated Gundams. And they're called the specific name that I'm forgetting. Uh Starman or Chris, if you know that, please let us know. Yeah. But they called and- a specific name and activates them. And so it's literally her in the Gundam, and she is suffering. She like goes yeah. full permit school. She like she's she's in pain. She's spazzing, like, yeah, she's dying. She is literally dying just to kill people at this stage. And while that's happening, Gwell's trying to look for Shadik's father, like they're in space. But they get caught off by Shadik and Co. Yep. So Gwell and Shadik start to fight. It's a goddamn good fight, too. It's a really good. It's a really good fight. A really good. I go back and forth as I talk about should explain like you're behind all this. Like, yep, yep. Sue me, basically. Basically, like you're not gonna do shit, bitch. So they start fighting, and then during their argument, Shadik lets out the reality that he knows. That reality is that Gwell killed his father. Unbeknownst to Gwell, Gwell's brother hears this, is listening in, and he and he's he's talking about. Like how useless Gwell is. Yep. Like you just got you just oh look at you just charge it head on. Yep. Yep. And his and his and his mobile suit is getting its ass kicked also. Yeah. Like it lost exactly. an arm already. Yep. The shield. Yeah, Shadik has these these guns like a more like advanced type. Yeah, it's more like a gun bit. When you, the type yep. While well, you know Shadik's crew is trying to get rid of all of basically to hey they like, don't get him near Shadik's father we gotta get it get him to safety or get him somewhere else where they can't find they're him. buying time they're like listen like we're getting him off of the off the planet yeah, you gotta uh, kill like five minutes you gotta kill five minutes he's in the he's in the thing and then yeah. Gwell doesn't realize this but Gwell, once he like keep he again he's keep getting insulted his father's getting insulted unbeknownst to him his brother now knows the truth that he killed his own father and yeah that'll be a conversation next episode that'll be a great conversation to have not really next episode but Gwell just he, he mans up. He puts his big boy pants on. His, his balls fell. He fucking took over and damn near. It basically incapacitated Shadik. He damn yeah, near. Uh, like both of them. Like, they both of them had like no arms and legs. Yeah, but during he this, they got the, the final point. blow. And basically, he has enough power. Gwell has enough power to kill Shadik. And he's just like, nah. He's like, you're not going to die like this. Ain't no way I'm going to let you die like this. Low key, it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, but yeah, uh, he actually lets him go, and that was it on that side. We get back to the school, and it is being blown to shit. Yep, People Soleta. are dying. Yep, Saleta with her with her uh, her crew that really can't do much. Saleta really not gonna fight. No, but then we see the one Spatian girl. Also, he plotted to kill Marie's dad first. Yep, yep, he did, but he didn't know uh, that. Yeah, and Ooh. look what happened. Yeah, yeah, Gwell didn't know that. But um, yeah, basically we see the the one Spatian girl who was basically making fun of Martin, um, was like, "Hey, uh, you uh, you know, like, hey, let's save the school together. You, uh, puff puffhead bitch. Yep. You go. Chow, yep. Yeah. You go command. Like, we never got a chance to to test this like new like advanced fucking suit that we have because we're not pilots. But you can pilot. You go save the school, bitch. Yeah. Because and she's like, well, we gotta this. configure it, and the only person that configured it. For Cho, for for Cho, is Nari, Nika, Nari Nika. That's right. Run that. And who shows up in the nick of time? Nika, Nika. And they have a brief moment between her and Martin, where they're like, "Is you know, like, yeah, like we know what you did. You're a bitch, but 
We need yeah. you right now. <laughs> yeah, we need you right now. So they they conform everything. Nika has a moment with Choo Choo and was just like, "Hey, and like and she talks about apologizing." It's like, and I like, you like, you want me to forgive you? Yeah, then like they tell me how to do this, <laughs> basically. And so then Choo Choo goes out on the battlefield. She does some damage. Alon's on the battlefield, does some damage. But this girl, again, just fucking batshit crazy. Just ah, yeah. mowing motherfuckers down. Just destroying shit like a motherfucker. Like, it's a... Destroying buildings, everything. And then, who is it that killed Noria? I think it was... Uh, the... I think one of the... That was one of the guys, but I think it's this... I think it was the, the dude from... Uh, what's it called? Who was helping Gwell, the commander. Maybe. I think it was, because then the scene basically... He's like, I, he's like, I had enough of your Gundams, basically. Yeah, the scene is Elon, right? He's And he's just like, you know, Noria, like, we, there's still time, like, let me help you, da-da-da-da. And like, Noria actually you. begins to listen to him briefly. Like, she has a moment of pause, but that moment of pause, she gets her fucking cockpit blown, like, just But before melted. that, though, she's like, mm-hmm. can I have your real name? Like, to Elon. She has Elon yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that's when... Cockpit melted, just beam, straight beam, boom, melted through. And Elon loses his shit, and then he gets decapitated. Like he get his shit gets fucking incapacitated too. And so So then the end of the everything, everything stopped for now. At the end of the episode is basically that everybody's trying to like do search and discover, search and recover. There's body bags all over the school for the dead. And no, well, the first before we see Saleta, basically all the Earthians are like. This is a, a bad dream, right? They're like, nope, it's real. This is real yep, as fuck. This is Gundam. <laughs> and so they see Suleta and Suleta. Basically, she was with the uh, the one girl that liked Petra. Uh, Petra, and it was like Petra. And the whole time, it's like foreshadowing. Petra's like, yo, when I get out of here, um, Gwell's brother, whose name I'm forgetting, I keep forgetting his name. Yeah. Uh, so basically, like, oh, like Gwell's brother stood me up on a date. You know, when we survive, like, I'm going to demand that he takes me out to dinner and, like, some other shit. Like, what are you going to do, Saleta? And she's just like, I don't know. Like, you know, she just, she's not yeah, sure. Yeah, she, she, she lost her purpose, basically. Yeah, she lost her purpose. And so the whole time she's fixated, like, oh, I, I want to be with Gwell's brother. I want to be with Gwell's brother. I love him. And uh, an explosion happens as they're trying to escape. And she gets crushed to death. Petra mm-hmm. gets crushed to death. And Suleta, though, as the as we see the Earthians, they come down to see Suleta. They're like, "Thank God you're alive." Suleta doesn't care. She's like, "Listen, she's like, people are dead underneath here, but there's still maybe a chance to save some other people that are trapped. Help me move rubble." And everyone's like, "All right." And they band together. They go get shit. They get, get met first aid. They get like a, a rubble clearing, like robot or whatever. And that's how the episode ends with them trying to begin to clear the rubble of like this location. Yeah, and then yeah, when that's where Suleta sees Petra's. Body. <laughs> no, she saw it beforehand. She, I, the, I, don't, I don't. I didn't hear you mention it. Yeah, yeah. She said she, she when that's when she gets crushed to death. Then she sees yeah. her body after the fact. She's like Petra, Petra, and sees her like just crushed, blood everywhere, just done. All right, moving on. Three more. All right, and then a movie review. Yeah, Demon Slayer. Good episode. This was actually good. Okay, this was a really good episode. episode. Uh, again, this this focuses more on Muichiro. And yeah, it was basically the climax of this fight. Mikiko mm-hmm. <laughs> Muichiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muichiro, he's uh, he's getting faster now. Yep, slowly catching up, slicing. Like we mentioned in the previous episode, he sliced the neck, and he ends up slicing the vase in this episode. And he, as he slices the vase, he fucking the uh, the guy does some jitsu with his vase, and he slices and... all that shit. He goes through all his forms, all, basically one through seven. He goes yep, through and... one through seven. Yep, and when Muichiro 
does a cut. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunately, oh, he he sheds his skin in the nick of time. So yep. it's just fake skin, all that. Now you see it's real form. It's a serpent. And he's at, yeah, as a serpent, little mermaid, whatever. Uh, as, as he's talking about it, Mushiro just has his blank face like. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, only three people have like, uh, he's like, only three people have ever seen this real form. He's like, wow, that's a lot. And he's like, no, it's not. They never live to tell the tale. You're going to die. And yeah, so, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mutro is just mocking him at this point. Yep. He's still getting, he's still faster. He's still, he's still yep. dodging. Mutro basically does like a mist technique where he's hidden in the mist and he's doing like shadows. So like yep. the, the demon is attacking shadows. And then in just one fell swoop, Shing! Cut his fucking head off. He's like, I'm gonna get you. He's like, wait, I'm upside down. What the fuck is this? He's like, wait, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dying. And then yep. he's like, he's starting to like trying like he's trying to respawn from his head. And Muichiro's like, nope. And fucking just da 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 and he just Zoro's, uh, he Zoro's his head into a billion fucking little cubes. Yeah. And, and then the and while that happens, we got a little flashback again of what happened after his brother died. Yeah. Uh, you see the the master's wife and the daughters. They're yep. like tending to his wounds. Like we find out. Yeah. How's the brother? Died. He's dead. He's like, well, make sure this one doesn't die either. Yep. So they eventually they tend to his wounds. If they weren't there, he would have died as well. Yep. And then we see him training. He was like talking about how he repressed. Like the amnesia, like this, this, this yep. one, this, this one remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. But over the course of like this battle, he remembers everything. And as basically, um, we see the little boy. I think right. Uh, we no, we don't see him first. We see the other guy. Yeah, the and other, then we see him the basically, the guy's still sharpening the sword. The other one, he's like, "Are you he's good?" Like, he asked Musha, "Are you good?" He's like, "Yeah, the, I'm fine. No problems. I'm gonna go save Tanjiro now." But he's so weak, and the poison like he's, like, he's foaming out of the in. mouth. He's foaming yeah, this, out the mouth. This is where starts choking on the foam. And yep. so then, and we then see this boy. is where yep. we see Kotetsu as well. Yep. And the other guy's like, "Oh, it's a ghost!" Like, no, I'm alive. No, I'm alive. Like, I don't believe you. <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm alive." He's like, "What you see, the blood is from my arm. Like this is a deep cut. If I bleed out, I'm gonna die." But he's like, "When I got stabbed, this protected me." And he goes inside. The he pulls out. He pulls out uh what's it called? R- Ringetsu's uh fucking um sheath. Not sheath, um uh uh basically like the adornment. Yeah and he's like Tanjiro wanted me to put this on his new sword when it got fixed. And that's what yeah, saved me. Richiro looked at it and he, and like, he remembers Rengoku. Rengoku. Yeah, he remembers Rengoku and he starts to like he starts to get emotional. And then he kind of like has a moment to himself where he sees his dead family, his mother, yeah, his father. Was, yeah, basically he's ready to go to the other side. Yeah, basically, but, but he has this moment, and you know, he he one like you mentioned earlier in the season, he's like, but my one regret is I never got to tell my brother I'm sorry. Well, and... that was the other one. That was oh, the other, the other one? one. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah, that that was good. That was good. Yeah. Well, we see the op- basically the the brother's like, I'm proud of you. Good job. Yep. And he just starts to begin like well up, and he cries to end his part. And Meanwhile, Tanjiro is still getting his ass kicked. So is Nezuko. Yep. So is Genya. Yeah, by this one fucking guy, it got yep. to the point where Tanjiro, his foot is broke. Yep, broke his foot, but he's still running somehow. Because a bitch. Plot. Yeah, and plot two. Uh, they're they're failing, but who jumps in? You forgot to say Tanjiro jumped into the fucking mouth of the fucking dragon, and he's getting crushed to death. And he's like, "Well, I'm oh, that's done." Right, yep. 
Yeah, that's like uh, Nezuko is uh, basically immobile right now because they have the other dragon has Nezuko's arm. Like, yep. you ain't going anywhere. Yeah, your blood miss shit. Yep. Uh, Genya, he can't do anything. <laughs> nope, he's done. He's got no sword. Yep. He's done. And, and then, then who saves him at the fucking the love Hakira? Yeah, Mitsuri with her string sword. Whip the whip. Whip sword. Would you, rounds, be, would you let her BDSM you with that sword? I'd probably die in that sword because it's still sharp. Oh, you did knife play, but you're gonna die to the whip sword. Okay. I didn't do knife play. I said I saw knife play. Oh, I thought you did the knife play. I thought it was no, the guy I didn't no, I didn't do knife play. Oh, I no, thought I, I thought the guy did it on you. That's why I laughed. No, no, so no. Hard. I don't try I don't trust I was like, I don't oh, you're, you're like you have the guy running with the very fine tip of the sword up No, no, no. I watched someone on your cock thing. No, I watched him do it to a woman. Oh, okay. Still you know, scared. I, 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 I don't trust Blade. Imagine you're like locked up. She's like tied up, right? Or she's like chained up? No. Oh, she wasn't? Dude, I would be so scared. Shitless. You're like chained up. You got like the cuffs on either side like this. And you see a guy just... just if he, nah, he, she, nah, He's she like, you're put these things. Shing! Just cuts a nipple. Just flat off. Just oh shing! God. Like, I would scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. So uh, she uh, catches Tanjiro after like cutting off a dragon head. Yep. He's like, okay, I'm so proud you of you. So you did good. great. Yeah. And like, like, all right, I got from here though. I'm gonna save everybody now. You're good. End episode. No, there's an after credit. Do you see the after credit? I don't know. I don't watch Demon Slayer after credits. But no, no. But uh, Zenitsu and uh, Inosuke are like, so uh, when's it gonna be our turn? Because <laughs> they're not in the episode. They're on this arc at all. <laughs> so if they did that. It's like, when's it our turn? <laughs> that little thing. I just Fuck. <laughs> see that? Water is gonna kill me. But uh, no, you got that thing. little thing. That was funny. I don't uh, ever watch Demon Slayer after credits. I don't really find them entertaining. Yeah, some are, some are. But uh, yeah, that was a, just basically like, hey, uh, we we we're, we're still here, guys. Whenever yep. you're ready. Uh, but again, that was a really good episode. I liked the fight with Muichi and Kyoko. Yep. So, no, it's finally after all this time, fucking Love Hashira finally shows up and does something. So now we're gonna see that. And the next episode is called Love Hashira, so we'll get her back. All right. All right. Two more. The Return of Oshinoko. What an episode. Really good episode. Uh, basically, Pitta were left off with Akane in acting as I. Yep. In front of Aqua. Yep. And Aqua is still flustered. Yep. And he's like, oh, like, are you someone happy? Or like, someone's getting emotional? He's like, I'm not. And they're talking about, like, oh, the hell, they're going to, they're about to wrap up filming soon. And on the yep. other end, Ruby and Kana, they, yep. they were watching, and Kana's like, I'm done. I ain't watching this anymore. Yep, basically. It's crap. Yep. But basically it's she's jealous. We know that we know that's what it is. Basically. Yeah, but like, no, it's it's boring as shit. I don't care about these people. That one thing happened. Cool. We're done. Mm-hmm. But um Ruby sees Akane, then she sees the eyes. <clears throat> yep. And then she's like, Mom. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then um what you call it? Um the filming process is going. People are Guys with a girl. Yep. Uh, I wish we had more of Akane acting as I, except for that little bit. Yeah. That so I think that was that was the only upsetting part. Like, oh man, I kind of want to see you act like more of it. But it's um, are you are you at the point where they're toward the end of filming, and they have yes. that conversation? Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that conversation basically, um, uh, Aqua asks I or sorry I asks uh, uh, what's her face Akane. Akane, like, how did you like do so well? And she's like, oh, you know, I did like study, I read books, 
like you know i i got a general feel for her personality the type of guy she liked etc and she's like and what did you come up with and he's like oh like i get the gist that she had a child secretly and no, no nobody ever knew and aqua's eyes go from white to black real quick it's like how is she yeah this? he's stunned yep and uh actually before that actually we we're, we're skipping a bit because yeah we skipped a bit. yeah uh, basically uh kana's on her way to school yep and aqua goes to her like hey uh you want to skip school and then kana like lights up like her eyes lit of course yeah, and it's like uh, basically, oh, we're gonna go to the busiest part of the city, something like that. We're in school uniform, so we could probably get away with it, but nope, we're at the park, playing catch. Yep, playing catch. And she's like, "You're weird." Out of all the things that I can expect a young boy and young girl to do, playing catch is not one of them. Yep, but uh, they're right trying to play catch, all right. Yep. Maybe you catch but, my drift. <laughs> but they get into this, and then fucking kind of asks Aqua's like, "So, what's your ideal girl?" Older, like, younger, like, yeah, like you're older, younger, the like pretty, the, all this. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's normal for you know, like someone around my age, but someone a little older. And then mm-hmm. uh, Kana's like, like I'm the second year, he's a first year. Yeah, but he also realized Akane is also second second year. year so he's like, <clears throat> fuck. So she like threw the ball hard. Hey, good throw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, what you call Kana's like, oh, maybe uh, I'll be the first idol to throw the ball at a baseball game sometime or something like that. Yep. And then we get to the film when it's wrapping up. Um, the people do their confessions to one of the other girls. Yep. Uh, they're one both no. rejected. Yeah, both of them were rejected, but when it got came to Aqua and Akane, Aqua kisses her. Yeah, and he talks, and and her, and her false is like, I could use her. Yeah. He's like, I don't see her as a woman, but no, but you know, we back up real quick. The reason why he feels that way is because he has that conversation with Akana and they have, and I'm sorry, with, um, with Kana. And it's a very interesting conversation because he basically uses it to reaffirm, like, I don't see her as a woman. Like, I don't see Akana as a woman, but I see her as like somebody that I can use. And as he does that, he leans over and they make out on camera. Yep. Yep. They're the only couple that did in this one. Yep. And everybody's shocked. Everyone's like, oh, my God. And Kana is up. She sees the final episode and she's just bawling, crying like the man that she loves is just kissing another woman in front of him on like national TV. So, yeah, the, yeah, she'll she'll go Yandere next. Basically. And then we get to the after party. Yep. Uh, they're all they're all having there's, there's drinks. They're all talking. Yep. Uh, Normal drinks. They're not drinking alcohol because they're only but, but everyone else is. But um, yep, everyone, all the adults are drinking. Yep. Uh, Aqua steps outside. No, you're skipping ahead. Aqua goes over to Akane and was like, Hey, um, you know, like Akane, sorry, Ak- Akane speaks to Aqua and she's like, What yes. are we gonna do about our situation? Yeah, so like, what? So, yeah, he's like, what? Oh, and he's and it's like, Oh, like, uh, it's not film, like, it's not aired yet. It's like, it's but <laughs> no, but she's like, Listen, she's like, I'm not dumb, I know you don't see me as a woman. And he's like, uh, he's like, you know, I'm not dumb. And she's like, he's like, you're right. I don't see you in a romantic way. Uh, she's like, I'm not interested in you in a romantic way, but I but, am interested in you as an actress. And that and still makes happen, happen. Better, And yeah, they basically come to an agreement, like they're gonna have like a working boyfriend girlfriend relationship. Like yep, so on like, camera, they're together, but they're not like that. And but everyone is basically, oh no, sorry. So basically, they agree. They have that agreement. Then he steps outside. 
Yeah, but before that though, um, she actually talked. She actually talked talk to was like, "Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, remember when Yuki rejected that guy? Well, now they're dating after that." And they're and like, they "What?" Together. Yeah. But like, that's so why they did it. like for the, for the show. Yep. Because it worked for the TV. Yep. And then he's talked to the guy Masaya. Yeah. Who got him into the show? Yep. And Masaya's like, "You did good. Like, I'm actually impressed." And he's like, "But you your end of the bargain." But before I was like, but also you all got us in trouble what you did with filming with, stuff with like raw, behind yeah. the scenes. He's like, he's like, it's a ironclad rule. You never release raw footage. Yeah. So the, the and upper, like, we were yeah, like, we could have find we could have find your production. We could have kicked you out. And he's like, I did everything according to the contract. According to the contract. Yeah, law as I have it's an official social media account of someone, it's okay. Yeah. And he's and like, you're screwed, aren't it. you? And he's like, maybe. That was so a nice like, back and forth. Yep. So, so I, I, I actually like it. I hope we do see more. You know but, something? Before you continue, there's a piece that I wanted to highlight also that's significant in the the Kana catch thing with Aqua. Aqua, when Kana's having this conversation with him, Aqua has a moment to himself as he looks at the ball into the sun, and he said, um, he basically says that like. As a normal human, you grow your feelings for women and at your you know puberty and things like that come based off of your natural progression. Because I'm reincarnated, I my natural progression it goes kind of backward. Where like he had all of his like mental capacities. That's why I didn't want to suck on Eye's tit because of the fact that he recognized Eye as like you know a patient and like a normal woman, not his mother, things like that. But now it's kind of going in reverse. Where he's like, listen. I'm a high school boy too, but he has like the self-realization. He's like Aqua Hoshino and me, me being his like previous life, the line between the two is slowly disappearing, which is very potent to like acknowledge from that standpoint. Anyway, so we go back fast forward. So I just wanted to make sure we highlighted that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we can go back to the conversation with him. Yeah, and, and basically uh he says, All right, like I'll 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 tell you what you need to know. So I'll take it for yep. So and then I was like, I'll, I'll keep my keep schedule open. open. Yeah. Yep. And now they go back inside. They have the conversation. You're right. And then on top of that, when everything leaves, everybody leaves their own separate ways. But uh, <laughs> except for Aqua and Mem. Yep. And then they're talking a bit, and then you see Mem talk about how upset she is that it's actually done because she actually liked. Yeah. Well, no. At first, at first, she was like, "Oh, um." She's like, "All right, so what's up with you and Akane?" Like, she's like, "Oh, well, you know, it's just a work relationship." And she's like, "That's how it starts out. Don't worry, you'll yeah. come to like her." And he's like, "All right, whatever." Yeah. Then, and he gets a little, you know, uh, he gets yeah. like starts blushing a little bit when she's like, "You loved when she played I," and yeah. she's like, "No." And then she's like, "I'm gonna tell you something. Keep it between us. I wanted to be uh she because uh what's his face um Aqua's like, hey, you know, I see you love B. Kamachi. That was before your time. Why is that? And he's like, I'll tell you something. Keep it between us. I wanted to be an idol, but things happened, and I gave up on that dream, and I'm doing well as a YouTuber. And, and then so Aqua's like, so why don't you come join with me? Join B. Kamachi. Then? And he's like, she's like, ah, oh, quit joking. And he's hey, just, he's like, serious, like, no, fair. like, we have, like, they're looking for another person. <clears throat> yeah, quit joking. You don't mean that. Just dead stare in her eyes. And then and, the episode uh, ends she with her eyes. Like, her eyes turned galactic. Not like the stars, but regardless. If you notice the main characters, Kana had that moment where she had a galactic eye. You have eye, obviously, with the eye. And now you have uh, Mem with a uh, with a, a galactic eye now, too. Yep. So that was really good. Hell yeah. That was a really great episode. <coughs> All right. One more show. 
All right. Hell's Paradise. Good episode. The, the, the great, battle. Really, great battle scene. Yeah, that, yeah, this is one of the better episodes that they've done. It is. No, it is. I agree. Uh, but yeah, um, that was just basically um, uh, Hoko. Uh, <coughs> tree. Basically told him everything they needed to know. Yep. And, and Gabi like, I can't afford the wait. Fuck this. Yep. Uh, yeah, basically uh, the other executioner, not Sagiri, the other one. So the was in charge one. of him. Yep. Uh, Senta. Fell asleep. Yep. yep. Uh, he passed it out. Gabi was like, everyone's asleep. I kind of got the gist of where I have to go. I'm going. Yep. So he starts running. And Someone goes with him, unbeknownst to him. We'll get to that, but... But, uh, basically, no, but he's still as... walking and you see her trailing fairly early on. And then okay. you see her... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was, I'll, I'll break it. I was going to bring it up when that thing happened. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, yeah. But, for... yeah. but yeah, but as he's walking, he sees all these like trees like in a praying stance and he hears yeah. the chants. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? And but he goes like, and they're not attacking him. Yeah, but, like they're like they're like they're still like they don't they can't they don't move or anything. And we get an explanation with that from Tree Coon later. We'll get that later. Yep. And basically he's like, I should probably turn back, but he's like, Nope, marching ahead. Yep. He I see sees the, the yep, sees the gates. <clears throat> and he's like talking about oh god, how it's like made by a man, something like that. Yep. And who's behind him? One of the uh the fucking gods. Jujin. <clears throat> Jujin, yeah. The one that killed Tenzas. Yep. So Gabimar turns out bad hits. <laughs> Yep. Hits it and it's like twisted the neck. Yep. And, and Juji is impressed with how Gabimaru is able to land these hits. Yep. Like to the point like breaking necks or stun them a bit. Yep. And then Gabimaru is like talking about the elixir and brings up like, do you use people do you use people to make the elixirs? Yep. Doesn't get an answer. <clears throat> nope. Nope. Just humans are annoying. You guys gotta die. You're not yep. allowed here. Basically. Not supposed to be here. Right. So Gabi just takes a hit with the glowing fist that the little girl had. Yep. But this one hurts. <laughs> yep. Like coughing up blood. Yep. But it's like it takes another hit of that. Like holy shit. <clears throat> and then Gabi, he actually uses his fire in a kick. Yep. That hurt that hurts it a lot. Yep. And basically a lot of it is just this one fight. And it's really good. Back and, and forth, back and forth. Gabi Morrow basically is on the brink of death and he survives death. Yep. And it got <laughs> to the point where he uses fire on it. And and this creature looks like burnt to a crisp. Yep. It turns into like a flower type of like. Music. I'm saying like like we, we thought it was dead because you're just like beaten by a human. <laughs> like, is he the only one that did this much damage to? It? Basically, and that's what it does his last resort. It proves that they're not exactly immortal. Yeah, so it's like they're monsters, basically. Yeah, and then this, and as a last resort, that thing turned to a plant monster. Yep, got its vines wrapped around Gabi Maru. Gabi Mara's literally on the brink of death. Literally. And, and he remembers something his sensei said. And he's like, if you're on the brink of death, he's like, make sure you do as much damage as possible take, before you die. Take it, take it down with you, basically. Take it down with you, yeah. And he's like, in fight, like engulfed in flames. Yep. And he's, going on? and he's still about to fall down a cliff. And who saves him? May, the little May, girl. The little girl basically puts up a shield 
saves him as they fall down. And they bounce down. And even the plant god is like, May, what are you doing? Yep. So there's a bigger, higher purpose for May as well. So we'll get to them later. Yeah. Uh, so they're down in the to... cliff to be determined, basically. Yep. And Sagiri. <laughs> and the whole crew. Uh, they, hey, they, hey, where's Gabimaru? And uh, Sensei's like, ah, oh, sorry, sorry. I fell asleep. He ran off. I didn't know. Yep. I know he wanted to run. I, I should have stopped him, but I just passed out. And, and then so fucking Groot's like, well, he's probably dead. No, well, Groot's like, well, May uh, is not with us either. So he probably she probably went chasing after him. I want to find May. So if we find May, we'll probably find Gabby Morrow. So let's focus on finding May first. Okay. They all go. <clears throat> they during the daytime, they all go. And they ask, um, they ask him, like, can you tell us about the, the gods? And he gives them the story of the seven gods. There are seven gods. And he tells them basically, well, I'll get to that. But <clears throat> he says there are seven gods. They basically have ruled the land. They are like the rulers, basically also of the elixir, you know. And so that's how they've been able to like, you know, restore. So as they're having this conversation, they reach the point that Gabi Mara reached the night before where you see the trees. And they're like, oh, what's with the trees? And they're like, you know, at one point we were all human. <clears throat> we all thrived together for about a thousand years. But as a human living on this island, the older you get, you start to turn into a tree. And he's like, my daughter was the first one to turn into a tree. That's her right there. And so she's like, as you turn into a tree, you start losing your like consciousness and your existence. And the idea is be right before you lose, you completely use your consciousness and existence. You come here in front of the gate and you bow your head in prayer. And that's where you'll be permanently in prayer with the idea that <clears throat> your prayers are being heard by the gods and your spirit will be able to live on in, um, in basically in heaven in their version of heaven, yep. which is very unique. So he's like, I'm slowly losing my consciousness too, but I'm not quite there yet. And so they go through the fields. They, and um, it's to be determined. And meanwhile, while this is happening, we see a meeting of the gods. Yeah. And uh, all do you remember, gods. do you remember his name? The, the main one. But yeah, but, but they're all called the Tencent. That's yep. their names. Yep. And they're um, having a meeting. They're all like laughing at each other. They're like, oh, which which body do you prefer, male or female? And they're like, well, I like female. I like male. And then one of them was like, well, I fucked you as a female the day before and you loved it. That was funny. But um, yeah, we have this this purple haired one. He's, like, He's the main one. The, and he taught and he sees you like yeah. we could always say like. And he's like, I can't believe you let a human make you use your hidden power. It just, just attacked him. It just shot him. No, like... no, it was one of the other guys that attacked him first. And then yeah. he told the other guy, like, no one can attack him but me because I'm the leader. And then does it. And does, like, did you kill him? And he's like, yeah. But he says that, like, kind of like. Reluctant, like, hesitantly, like. Because he didn't die. Yeah. And meanwhile, but... while this is happening. Well, no, we'll get to that again. No, we'll get yeah, to that bit, yeah, but yeah, yeah, talk about like how like these humans are a lot more dangerous than the previous times. Yep. And it's like they was a, they could be alive, and someone is. Yep. The fucking Jobe. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he climbed, yep. managed, climbed out. I think his brother died. Yeah, the brother's dead. He's alive. Yeah. And then we see uh, Shion and the other girl wandering around as well. Yep. <clears throat> Everyone's going on, and then we get to Gabimaru. And but no, but you forget they have the elixir. They're like yeah, they're all like they're all drinking it. They drink the elixir. The uh, Jujin turns back into like his normal form. He's recovered basically with the elixir. Yep. So like as Gabi Mara said, like they they yeah they're like invincible to a normal person. Like they're 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 immortal, but 
they really are just like versions of monsters that are like higher, like higher being in essence. Yeah, and like and they can be killed. <laughs> and they can be killed if you have the power to do that, basically. So and Gabi Morrow seems like he does. <clears throat> yep. And so now there... like, we see Gabi Morrow. Yeah, that was it. That was where that was it. That, that was it. That was how no, it well, you got no, there's a little bit more to that. So you see Gabi Morrow there. And he's like, fuck, like he's all fucked up. <clears throat> he sees May there and he, rec- he realizes May saved him. So they're at the bed of a river, basically. And as they are there, they come across uh, the, the the tall dude and the other uh, the other uh, uh, sign on there. Yeah, I forgot their names. But I yeah, um, Executioner Criminal is like, hey, guy. Like, yeah, you look like shit, guy. You want to die? Basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. And that's how the episode ends. Really good. So we got another fight coming up. Yes, yes, yes. This is definitely one of the better episodes. Yes, yes, yes. Agreed. Sorry. A fucking greed. Alrighty. You ready for the main event? Yes, I am. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think they did either. Unless we hey, No, they it. did because uh what's it called? Uh Groot had mentioned all their names. Okay, we still, but we still know which one was what. No, well he he named them and he showed the faces. And like okay, you kind yeah. of get the gist of it, but it was very quick. You'd have to have like paused it and wrote it down or some something like that. But they're named very briefly so the names are in existence in this universe we just matt and i don't recall yeah because <clears throat> we right. watched it at, at the day of so yeah all right but now the main event time this is a uh this is a movie well two movies it's a dual concept movie yeah, with parallel worlds type thing yes one is <laughs> to ever you i've loved before and the other one is to me the one who loved you uh basically as we said, this is about parallel worlds, and the ending is different depending on how you watch them. It's one of those you watch one, yeah. watch the other, and vice yeah. versa. And I really, I really, 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 really want to thank and shout out Chris. Chris is the one who told me back when you were, um, <clears throat> when you were having your issues with yeah. um, Rain, is what he said. Yeah, that's the main character. Yeah, it, yeah, okay. So Chris is the one while you're having your issues with fucking uh, Elon Musk's internet. Yep. We had a brief conversation over the text, and he we, I was like, he's like, when are you guys going to talk about the movie? And I was like, well, Matt and I need to watch the movie, da da da. And he's like, I need to let you know, like around like an hour and fourteen minutes or so, there's a spoiler in each movie, give or take, and <clears throat> um, you'll want to skip that because it ruins the other movie. So with that in mind, the original concept was you were going to watch Blue to Pink. We'll call them right now instead of like the long titles. We're going to call one yeah. blue, one pink. To yeah, uh, the, the, one, the one, the one, the one who, I said, the one who loved you is pink. Yeah, and to every you is blue. So blue yes. and pink. So we're gonna call them blue and pink. So, based off of Chris's suggestion, which is how he did it, and the way that I was gonna do it, basically, you want to watch pink to blue. Matt was gonna watch blue to pink. I watched the movies the day before he did, and I watched it with Chris's suggestion in mind. And after doing it that way, <clears throat> I one thousand percent will advise you if you want to watch these movies and we both recommend that you do um you want to watch pink first and then blue the reason being is again yes both of them have those spoilers toward the like with about a half hour roughly to go in the movie but pink will spoil you less on the second movie than blue will and not to mention in terms of the logical sequencing you get a lot more of the story by watching pink first versus blue how i did it is i watched most of pink i got to the spoiler i paused and i had seen pieces of it already and i was i realized i was like oh this is getting to the spoiler so i paused pink during the spoiler 
I started blue. I saw the scene that I was watching in the spoiler of pink within the first 10 minutes of blue. So I watched the remainder of blue, got to the spoiler in blue, paused it, went back to pink, finished the entire pink movie, then went back to blue, finished the entire blue movie. And that's how you get, in my opinion, and I think Matt, you agree with me. That's how you get in my, in our humble opinion, the true gist and like purpose of the movie. If you watch it in reverse order, I think Matt is the one who said this and I agree with him. Like a lot of things that you'll see in blue before you see in pink won't make sense. And I think the impact of the story, I don't think will hit the same. If you watch blue, like you'll see Kiyomi old in the beginning, the blue. How am I a monster star, man? Please. How am I a monster? Good, sir. Inform me. Well, yeah, tell him. Tell him before I continue. Yes, indeed. No, no, no. Keep on going, but we'll, we'll, Yeah, basically, yeah. If you start with blue, you would have uh, our main our main guy Kiyomi as an old man. Yes, and you won't know what is going on or how you won't know how he became an old man. No, no, no. you you go. Oh, he, he grows old, but you won't know like what led to what's going on. Because the key is because it's parallel universes. These are two different Koyomis. Our main character focuses on Koyomi. Let's break this down real quick. In the pink movie, Koyomi... It, all right, let me back up. The overall purpose of the movie is, again, there's parallel universes. There's a divergent time where the parallel universes... The way, how you, the way you described how you watch them back and forth. Yeah, dude. I, I, like I said, I thank Chris for that. Chris is the one who told me, and I paused it. And I was going through an argument with with old girl at the time, too. So it was a bit distracting. So I didn't get to immerse myself the way I wanted to. But keeping that in mind, I still stayed up. I started at like 10 something. I didn't finish till like about three in the morning when it was all said and done after my review. But um, I had to have that in mind because that was like my full intent. I did it sober, by the way. I made sure I had a sober weekend. I didn't drink at all this past weekend. And yeah, I made sure to watch this. Sober and I, so I, and I didn't have an edible when I watched these. So. Yeah, so I made sure to get the most that I could from this because I was so anticipating this movie so much. But going back to my point, there's a divergent point where the universes start in this movie. And it's basically Koyomi's parents getting divorced at age seven. So in the oh, which pe- Koyomi? There's two. There's two. Both. The, 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 it's a okay. singular Koyomi. So basically, yeah. think of it as a fork in the road, right? Think of it as a Y, right? Yeah. So you have your straight line. The, the fork in the road begins at age seven for Koyomi. And so in the pink movie, he chooses, he's for in right before that he's, cho- he's made to make a choice at age seven. Do you want to live with your mother or do you want to live with your yeah, father? The pink one, the pink one, he chose the father and the blue one. He chose his mother. Yeah. And so in the pink one, the, we can give the overall synopsis. Basically um, in the pink one, <clears throat> he chooses to go with his father and his father works on parallel universes at like an institute of like imaginary science is what it's called. Yep. Um, and over the course of time, he falls in love with a girl named uh, Shiori. Uh, Shiori. And over that same course of time, his father ends up dating her mother. And one day as they've grown close and as they've come to both realize their feelings in a way, That's they're when informed, they find out like, yeah, therefore, like, oh, we're getting married. We're getting married. And so, they don't like that. No, but they're young. They don't realize that it's okay. And the parents never took their ideas into consideration. So their idea was to go to an alternative world where they can be married. And so they managed to achieve that. But disaster strikes Shiori. And yeah, because basically in that world, both of their parents were not divorced. 
Exactly. But like I said, disaster strikes Shiori. And so unbeknownst to them, because this is still like uncharted territory, unbeknownst to them, if you die while in a parallel universe, you basically go brain dead. Yeah. And so the entire story of Pink is how to restore Shiori to a point where she doesn't die. That's the entire gist of the movie. I'm, and yeah. I don't want to go into... We're not doing spoilers. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're not going to spoilers. We're going. not going to do our best not to do spoilers. Meanwhile, in Blue, Koyomi goes with his mother. Koyomi has a boring, sad life. He doesn't have any friends because he's the smartest kid in school. He tries really hard to like try and get friends, but nobody really talks to him. And one day, a girl in his class... Uh, Kazune. Uh, Kazune comes over and says, Hey, we're together in another world. And huh? And turns out she was <clears throat> fucking with hers. But over the course of time, they end up being together. And the main gist of that movie is them living an entire life together. They yep. end up do getting together. They end up getting married, and they live an entire life together. Yeah, because so, in because in Pink, they're together, but in a different way. They're colleagues. Yeah, they are colleagues because basically, yeah, uh, Kiyomi has he's taken over his father's research, wants mm-hmm. to. All this time, even though she's physically dead, because I got brain dead, but um, basically, dies. Yep, and she's like, okay, a... fine. But I said that's not a spoiler. No, and then basically says, "All right, you need assistant, which is Kazune, and Ka- in this one, like they're rivals. Yeah, like, every time I try to step up, you are always ahead. You got yeah, like you didn't go, you didn't go to school properly. You just got yeah. the job right away. Yeah, and All this." So basically, one movie is basically it's the story when you, it breaks down is one boy, two girls, two distinct stories that intertwine to make a complete picture after three hours worth of of viewing. And yeah. the main things I really want to highlight that I loved about this movie is it touches on different aspects first off it touches on the science of parallel universes which Mm -hmm. is really unique and cool and it's a it's a good concept the entire the entire the entire principle of having the dual split movie is a wonderful concept that i've never seen before and i absolutely found awesome despite the confusion and the way they did it um but no it touches on again that like parallel universe scientific aspect and then it covers more of the emotions it covers a obviously the love story two shows that are basically focused on the romance um as like a key like baseline for the movie it covers on loss it covers on how to deal with um loss and it covers the idea and it's brought up many times in the movie if you could go back uh somewhere to another world and be with the thing or person or animal that you lost would you do that if you do that it touches on the consequences of doing so yeah and then it also touches on um just dealing with yeah, uh, that was mostly in the pink the dealing with loss and just how kiyomi yeah just spent his whole life even despite yeah. shiori basically saying this is not what i want just... he still does it and and the final thing that it touches on is like overall uh life and that's what blue touches on because you see yeah. the progression of a complete marriage from start to finish from beginning to death. Yeah. And, and those and, had trials and tribulations with, and yeah, the ups and downs the trials and tribulations, the beauty of seeing growth growing from, you know, from ch- children in school to lovers, to married, to being grandparents, to being parents, to being grandparents and ultimately finishing off um, in 
in the way that they finished off. So it covers on many facets uh, of life that are that go beyond just the overall principle of the baseline. And I find that um, in its own way, the way that they managed to intertwine it, when you watch it the way that Matt and I suggested, you really see the overall picture of how two divergent worlds come together to make a singular endpoint where you have, again, you have like, all right, let me back up because I'm probably going to confuse people. You start off with a singular path, you split in either direction. And even though the direction is two different lives, the end point of that divergence is a unified like existence, I feel. And I find that to be very telling and very, um, very, uh, what's it called? Enlightening from that perspective. And again, it's an emotional movie. I can tell you right now within pink, I cried within the first 10 minutes of pink. I cried within the first 10 minutes. And granted, I was in a fragile emotional state because of the personal issues I was going through. But regardless, still the principle of of the of the way that they did it, it was truly and absolutely spectacular. Um, so I gave it five stars as a whole. Um, I gave both movies five stars. But if I'm being objective, right, because both of you, I already know your rating because I saw it. And Starman gave it a three and a half. So if I'm being completely objective, I would give uh, pink four and a half and I would probably give blue four. By definition, I guess that's a four and a half. But the reason why I gave it a five is because I didn't look at the movies as two individual projects the way that most people probably would. I looked at them as an overall story. And I feel the overall story, in my opinion, the execution, the concept, um, the musical uh, composition, which was stellar, by the way, in both movies. Musical composition was stellar. Um, The animation was really good. Very vibrant. You can tell from the poster how vibrant it is. Um, mm-hmm. it's very vibrant. I was attracted to every like piece that I saw, um, of the movie. And again, just the way it made me feel and all of that. Um, that's why I gave it a five star. If I can give one negative about the movie is I did not like in particular, I didn't like Shiori's voice actor. Koyomi's was okay. Um, and, uh, Kazune's was, was, was good. Um, I just didn't like Shiori's like carry. It was very monotone, very bland, um, it wasn't like an attractive, like like intensely like viewable uh, character uh, voice actor. Um, still okay, but it didn't blow me away from that perspective. To me, that as well as the way that they did the spoilers, um, I didn't really like. At first, it takes you a while to understand why they did the spoilers, and once you watch both movies, you can appreciate it. But if you were to just watch it at face value, if at, you were at a movie theater and you didn't know this like it would throw you off and that's a negative. So those are the two negatives I found from the movie as a whole, even though I rated the concept and everything else that surrounded that piece as a global, like global story. I still gave it a five star. I gave it a three and a half. I still liked it, but the fact that you would have to like pause in the middle to go to the other and vice versa. It's a nuisance. It's a nuisance. It it is a nuisance in a production sense. Like it doesn't wouldn't this feel as cohesive? Like again, you would not have known that. Yeah. Just going in blind, basically just watching one and then you're watching the other. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I do I I do think I hopefully someone does like just like makes it like a whole just straight up one to edit the way how you can watch them both, but once at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I 
to to make it yeah. fit. The, yeah, and like I was gonna say, the again the the the, the uh, composer of this, like the whole you know, and the writer, he said if you watch one movie versus the other, it changes the the direction of the movie. But I don't feel it changes the direction of the movie because there's still at the end of the day a singular outcome. It's yeah, the the, the outcome is still the same. This the outcome is still the same it. because they intertwined it that way. It's the understanding of the outcome. No, I I didn't start, man. I actually watched Pink all the way through and then Blue. <laughs> no, I'm the one that because of Chris's suggestion, I yeah. literally watched it, paused it, yeah. watched it, paused it, yeah. went back, watched it, went yeah. back, the, watched it, yeah, again, got the entire yeah. gist of it. Yeah, it's just more of you wouldn't know that unless someone else did it. If I look at it, if you just look at the first time thing, it's yeah, I agree. With very that. confusing for people. Yeah. I agree with Matt. And I agree with your point as well. Like they should, if you're going to do this execution, it should be, it should be singular where there's no sort of, I, I, like, saying, I, I don't mind it. I just wish someone did that as, as like an edit. I probably wouldn't mind that. So like, I want to see how they saw it. Like how, mm-hmm. like how like it should be watched. Mm-hmm. Not just all the way. Through. I didn't know watch pink to blue. Originally Matt was going to do blue to pink, but I told him, I was like, you yeah. won't get the same value doing that. And if you want to watch this to get the full value, I, I feel like I would have watched it this way. I feel like I again I would have got the same ending regardless. I feel like it would have been a little more confusing if I did blue the pink because it's like all of a sudden they're talking about Shiori, like who the fuck is Shiori? Because yeah. you don't really know of her till near the end of blue. Yeah, the ending. The reason why you need to watch pink to blue is because pink. Especially the end of pink. Uh, the end of pink. Uh, wouldn't that defeat the purpose of what? Of because again, okay, well, it was more. Why did no one watch blue then pink? People did, but you know, I went based off of the the audience that had seen it before me and gave me the suggestion. So I want again at the end of the day. Sure, it doesn't. It doesn't do the natural. Like I let me phrase that. It's not. You don't watch the movie in its natural meaning. But I didn't care to watch the movie in the natural meaning. I cared to watch the movie so I can get the story. That's why I went through the trouble of doing what I did. Because I wanted to understand the fullest picture I possibly could. And using Chris's advice, I went ahead and I managed to accomplish that. And that's why I had advised Matt. Like, listen, if you want to do it your way, you can do it your way. But I'm telling you right now, you're not going to get the same satisfaction and the same understanding of the movie if you do it the way that we intended to do it Mm. in the first place. And I think Matt, you know, not speaking for Matt, but I, I am pretty confident in saying that when it comes to you know stuff that he watches, you care much more about understanding and being able to like cohesively thrive with that knowledge within that like well, subsector. Well, you know what? We could we could just do it like that. Blue the pink. I'm not doing blue the pink again because, like I said, it's within the first five minutes, like. You're like, what the fuck? And then, like I said, after watching the beginning of the spoiler in Blue, when I got to that point, Blue literally tells you more or less, the without dialogue, the in, almost the entire story you get from Pink. It literally will tell you from start to finish, more or less, without that final finish, it tells you the entire story. And you're like, huh? It doesn't hit the same. Now, when you watch it in, when you watch it from Pink to Blue and you do it that way, that you get a better projection of the story and there's less that's spoiled. When you watch pink, when you watch pink spoiler, you're going to basically see the gist of, of the movie without understanding the background to that point. 
when you watch uh, Blue's spoiler, you can connect the dots on ex- almost everything that you're going to see in Pink without failure, in my opinion, mm-hmm. without the dialogue, which is heavy. That's heavy in terms of the perspective of like, you know, all you got to do is just basically read a fucking Wikipedia on it and you'll be able to put the mental pictures of what you saw to the Wikipedia and it would make all the sense in the world. And you could do that from Pink to Blue, but I feel it won't hit the same as if you did that in the opposite direction. Um, but we'll keep going. Uh, I was not a fan of the voice actors at all. Yeah. Um, there were times where Kiyomi did did sound just as lifeless, especially as a young adult. Because especially you know, was like, we, especially was crying to his father and so Yuri's mother. I think it's because of the fact that he's just he's a he takes fault in what happens to Shiori and I wouldn't call him lifeless. I think it's because I, I, was, saying, so I, was, saying, I was saying like this, how he cried. It found, it sounds like a really weak, emotionless cry. I'm talking about the actor. I'm talking about the actor, the actual okay, actor, yeah. okay. I'm, not, I'm, not yeah, the I'm character. Thinking, I'm thinking of the, of the way that the, 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 the actor, no, 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 no. The, the character is fine, it, but I get your, I get your point. Yeah. The character is fine. Just how the voice portrayed it. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. And I actually liked Kazune more than Shiori. I did too. Like, like it may seem like it was the focus was Shiori, but I cared more about Kazune. But with no, Kazune, if you, when you watch both movies at the end of the day, Kazune is the fulcrum to what happens in the finale. She is mm-hmm. without a doubt the absolute fulcrum. She's more of a background in pink, yeah. especially in the beginning. She comes up critical in the end, but she's more of a background in pink versus blue where she's the sole focus and in blue i feel that her story is a very good story but it doesn't hit the same without having that prerequisite knowledge from pink because i had the prerequisite knowledge of pink i looked at her differently and that's a positive thing and again maybe i'm spoiled because of this again if you watch it in the movie theaters i think it again as the original intention was to watch in the movie theaters um you're able to get more of that like back and forth dialogue and at the same time though like enough time has passed where i'd never read any of the spoilers until after the fact and like enough time has passed for you to be able to like really pick up on majority of things that matt and i are saying so during its original release in japan back in october um i feel like it would have definitely like pushed this dialogue but i you know honestly you don't you didn't really hear much about this i didn't hear much about this movie outside of the concept and that was and really saw, it. And we, yeah, we just saw some posters. We saw the posters. I mean, and, the, the, the and I thought, and I I thought mean, we were gonna get it in theaters, but turns out that was not. No, the they just released it on Crunchyroll, which is fine with me because you know I got an eighty-six but, television with Dolby Atmos. So. Yep, yeah, and yeah, also guys, if for those that do listen, you can watch them both on Crunchyroll. Uh, you can watch it in any order you want. It's just how you want, whatever your perspective on it is, because everyone is different. On, mm-hmm. but it seemed like the more cohesive would be. Pink to blue, one thousand percent. But if you want to watch blue to pink, that's fine too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also, nothing. I think with Shiori, I felt unsatisfied at the end. Like the more it went on, it felt like she was just more of an afterthought. Because again, I feel like she got overshadowed by Kazune. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even when Kiyomi was was growing old with Kazune in pink, like with, with all this research. Mm-hmm. And they come out like, oh yeah, if I could save her, basically we would never would have met. Mm-hmm. I, and that was still in. Just you just you didn't see her again. 
Hades had the answer credit of what leads to blue. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, so I again I just, with with her it just felt empty with Shior. But I wish that there was like a better conclusion to that or something that did end up yeah. with some as like I said, I agree with your point. As two movies, as two standalone movies, I'd give them like four and a quarter and four, respectively. As hell, overall, if, hell, if you made one movie Kiyomi and Kazuna and the other one Kiyomi and Shiori in general, maybe it'd be different because those are two like two different people. I don't mind the way they did it though, because of the fact, like I said, Kazune is the fulcrum to how both actions and reactions happen. When it's right. all said and done, without Kazune in either movie, you have no movie. Point right. One. You have literally no movie with blue. And but, you don't but get again, I say I, I say like an actual ending with Shiori somehow, like an actual maybe like a happy ending or something. I, I don't know. I would agree with your point, except for the fact that I feel that I like I kind of appreciate the aspect because you find this in real life when it comes to somebody that you've dated in the past where you can have all the feelings and desires and hopes and wishes and ideas and and just, you know, plans for someone and they just don't work out. And there's times in that life when you find another prospective partner where something may remind you of them and you know, most times it leads to nothing, but as someone like myself who holds on to the past very dearly, which is a fault of mine in my dating life, I do hold on to my past. Sometimes it's good. Most of the time it's bad, but right. um, there's something to that effect where you can look back and you can think of the what ifs. I'm one of those people that will constantly think of the what ifs. Like I will picture, which is really fucked up to say, but I will picture the life that I'm living with a female that I'm with now. And I'll like put somebody else in that position and I will think about like, what's different. What would be like, you know, like what if I had those same feelings? What if I did those same things, things of that nature, but com like, you know, as long as you know, you're a decent fucking guy and you're not a piece of shit. The answer to that question is going to be, you can't replicate that because of the fact that that's not the way fate and nature um, had it to be. And no matter how much you perhaps desired to be with that person, it really speaks to the natural like laws of existence that are unknown to us that right. really, you know, give you that proper like understanding of this is just the way that things were meant to be. And this is, you know, this is the, the this is the world that we live in. You can wish, you can hope, you can dream to be in another universe, a parallel universe. You can idea, you can have ideas of like, oh, if we were in a parallel universe, you know, had if I gone with this one, how, you know, but you'll never know from that perspective. And even though the movie sheds light on perhaps realizing that idea that you would have never really thought to see, I feel that the human conscious and the majority of people don't allow them to have the imaginary exp exploration that you can get from having that wonder. So that's why when it comes to things like that, I feel like I'm more sensitive to those types of ideolo ideologies because of the fact that, you know, I have a little bit of that personal like entwinement within myself and how I deal with things for the better or worse, mostly for the worse in that instance. Right. So that's why I didn't mind it. Right. No, no, I get it. Um, I will watch it the other way down the road, just not now. I want to like let it absorb him. Well, you want to forget it and then do it the other way. And be exactly, like, yeah. And then you're going to do it and you're going to be like, why the fuck did I do this? Yeah, that. But oh, yeah, yeah I, I will do it just to see 
how different it is per se. Mm-hmm. Go from there, but um, that about does it. Closing thoughts. Um, like I said, I love the movie in terms of the overall anime week. Um, really solid, uh, really fun. I'm really proud of myself that I was able to watch anime so easy. It's amazing when you don't have anything planned whatsoever to do on a weekend. Like literally, you just stay home and do nothing. Like how much you can actually like accomplish. Like, it brought me this weekend. Truly brought me back to like the COVID era when I first like got into anime like really heavy where I watched like 50 titles during the pandemic when we were quarantined like within like a few months like I was able to like easily like watch every single anime as it came out throughout the day and I'm like fuck well now what am I gonna do well I can play video games I'll watch wrestling I'm done with wrestling okay well I can watch something else and that's why I was able, like I said, I was so caught up in anime. I was able to try and pick up on Attack on Titan. So my closing thought for the week is I wish every weekend was like that. But have a life. And that's going to come to an end come Friday when I go to uh, Forbidden Kingdom here in Orlando. So right. that is what it is. But no, solid week. We're closing out strong. I'm very much anticipating the rest of the of the yeah. season. We have approximately three weeks to yeah, go. Thankfully, yeah, three to four. So. Thankfully, we got some wrapping up next week when we come back. You do. We only have one. Yeah, but still, it's still, it's still one less. But um, yeah, we topped our cake. We had our cake. We're full of cake. Follow me on on Twitter at Damian Phoenix Twelve. Follow him at Showstopper Twenty Four. Follow our Twitter at Talk to Cakey. Uh, we also have a link tree in the description of our Talk to Cakey Twitter, where it lists our your favorite local podcast. We are on Apple Music. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Amazon, you name it, we're there. You can type us in the Google search bar. Just type in Talk to Cakey. We're on all over the first page. Uh, we want to thank Sean for being our editor. We want to thank Chairshot Media and W2 Network for hosting us on their platforms at W2 Network and at Chairshot Media. All right, give me your Instagram so we can go home. Uh, sorry, we're just answering a message. Um, Yes, you can follow me on Twitter as Matt said at S-H-O-S-T-O-P-P-A-2-4. You can follow my anime Instagram at A-I underscore anime 24. That's I anime 24. You can follow me on my podcast Instagram at podcast period senpai. You can follow our Talk to Keki Instagram at T-A-L-K-T-H-E-K-E-I. That's Talk to Keki. Um, again, as Matt said, all of our socials have link trees where you can follow ourselves um, wherever you catch your local podcast as well as our other endeavors. Shout out to my boy Andy with the MMA for Marks podcast. Also hosted on W2N Network. Eventually, we will get back, guys. I keep saying it every week. We hope to record. We hope to record. Andy's just a busy guy making money at this stage, and more power to him. So we will get back to you guys uh, when we get back to you guys, and I'm very much looking forward to recording that. Um, Other than that, buddy, let's send them home. All right, guys. We'll see you guys in nine days. Arigato, Anato, Faku, and Sayonara. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.